the good word. Hello, and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, the 12th of June, 2022. I'm your host, Dan Train. Join me today, Zachary Burgess. Brilliant. Non-infused. And Robert Kemp. Or infused. It's Junemus. Junemus? It's, it's gaming Christmas. No, not really. I mean, <laughs> the products don't come out now no, <laughs> for a start. No, that's that, that's that, not quite how that works. That is very true. It I mean, a... if, if they get to a Steam sale in, in June, then maybe. Or any store sale, I guess. <laughs> I'll take Steam mainly, but whatever, whichever sale you want. I mean, I suppose the Epic Games Store has had their one. Yeah, that. <coughs> well, there's still, a, there's still a couple days remaining on the uh, mega sale. It's not as mega as Epic sales have been in the past, though, right? Because it's like you get a 25% off voucher this time rather than the, their strange, like, just get £10 off system yeah i suppose it's good if you're in for some triple a's but like if uh, it like the way i've gamed the system in the past where it's just like well i'll just get the things that you know that are you sort of just just over 10 pounds so i'm only spending a couple of quid and then it, and then oh, it works out clever. but who cares about the epic store anyway <laughs> i do know you're still of... fully against the epic store zach I just can't be bothered. I'll just log in to get <laughs> if there's any free game that is even remotely interesting. It's just like, well, I'll add that to the parlor and then I'll never even remember that I have it. <laughs> right. Hell yeah. Because it's not in your list no. that you normally look at. No, I'm definitely doing that. I'm definitely doing that. Just just log in every now and be like, well, I don't have that. Add. <laughs> or sometimes free. add things you already have for their life. Yep. Just, like, in, just in case on the, on the off chance Steam ever died. Well, I think it's more likely that Epic will die for Steam. I mean, what do you have that's free from the Epic Game Store? Uh, Man Eater is the current freebie. Oh yeah, you know Shark Simulator. Sharks, yeah. I mean, I technically got Borderlands free if I could ever be bothered with that. Yeah, I think I missed oh. that one. Um, uh, was it Surviving Mars? Ended up on there. Did it I don't uh, for a bit? I mean, City yeah. Skylines. Obviously, we talked about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. There are there are occasionally some some decent stuff on there. Was that on offer on there, City Skylines, or was it free? It's free. Oh, nice. That's pretty good. Gosh, like indie games, like a short hike, and have, have been on there. Hmm. Um, I have my memory is saying Subnautica might have turned up on it at some point. Um, a hmm. Zach favorite. But yeah, no, it's worth paying attention to the uh, yeah. to the epic free game list. So it's not it's not often that it's a a real biggie, but it's um, hmm. uh, yeah, it's there's there's some there's some stuff you should check out. Is that way their way to entice people to log on to the oh, epic yeah. game store? Absolutely, yeah. Because Steam doesn't have an equivalent of that, does it? No, not not this sort of free hmm. system, hmm. especially not one without any kind of subscription or anything like that. Or you could even potentially remember to log into the EA shit and get their free stuff. I forgot Origin. they did that. Yep. I know. Two cares about the EA store at this point. Yeah. Definitely no one. Yeah. Did they rename it or is it still called it's still, Origin? It's still Origin, I think, on yeah. PC. Wow. They really, like, 
I don't know, Epic. I suppose it was Fortnite, wasn't it? But uh, Epic looked like a better position than uh, than EA did at the time when they launched Origins. It seems like that could make sense, but now they've got yeah. barely any games these days. I mean, seems to me, Ubisoft still have UPlay as well. Let's not forget, mm. which is where like Rainbow Six is hosted. And I mean, EA basically. What EA might as well have got rid of their store once they absorbed into Game Pass, basically. Yeah, right. Once, yeah, to an extent. Yeah, I mean, there's still lots of people that don't have Game Pass, but if you and you only get EA Play if you have Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah, it's worth pointing mm. out. But but yeah, I I get EA Play because I've got Game Pass Ultimate. So it's is that what you need for like FIFA and stuff? Yeah, you don't get. Day one releases on EA Play, mm. but some stuff does turn up there relatively quickly. Like a FIFA game will turn up like halfway through the season, halfway through the year, mm. and then and then you'll get the the latest FIFA will turn up. Um, I think some of the, the the NHL games seem a lot faster than that, so they'll turn up pretty quickly. Um, mm. Just got to look forward to when those uh, Call of Duty start dropping. On Game Pass. Ah, <laughs> oh, I saw trailers for Modern Warfare 2 remake. There has, in, there has indeed been trailers. There's been yeah. many trailers. It is the season of trailers. Of course. Summer Game because Fest is upon us. Summer Game. It's not E3 time, I Def- guess. Definitely not E3. Well, I mean, it's. Is it the question? Is like when is the not E3? Because like, I mean, I guess Microsoft is today, but Nintendo are as usual not uh, like just going to come out of the blue They're, with like an announcement one day before it happens. Yeah, I don't think like since E3 stops, Nintendo haven't really engaged with the season, have they? They haven't engaged <coughs> with Summer Game Fest particularly. I mean, they, well, adver- I mean, they, they always, advertise on some of the SGF stuff, I mean, but they always put out a video in June kind of time. Yeah, so far, but. I mean, but, they but they've scaled back on things like their treehouse shows and stuff like that that they used to do. And have they? I don't know. I feel, feel like they've still done one of them every year. Really? I, I, after the main video? Oh, I thought that stopped with COVID. Um, maybe you're right. I tend not to watch those anyway. Well, I'm not. Um, Mainly because it's mostly just spoilers for a game that you're probably going to want. Like the main game that they show <laughs> yeah. in there directly, you're like, oh, that's a game I'm looking forward to. And it's just like, well, here's a guy playing it for two hours. It's yeah, like, I don't yeah, want to watch that. <laughs> no, it's like the, 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 your in-depth direct showed me probably more than I want needed to know in the first place. Yeah. So it's... Tis the season. But... Um... So it's a- is Summer Games Fest like independently organised thing? Or? Kinda. Jeff Keighley of oh, yeah. uh, the Game Awards um, yeah. has kind of leapt on the fact that E3 have dropped the ball since COVID uh-huh. started and um, has been able to sort of rally uh, quite mm. a lot of players into doing a show under his banner. Um, oh, that's good. I mean, even the Xbox event is technically under the Summer Game Fest banner. Um, um or you know he will promote that event uh and and good on him he's managed to capture the the digital side of it but also like they they actually did run a little physical event um as well so summer game fest had their own sort of um journalist focused event where they could where they could come and sit down and play games kind of like the old days just without the big ridiculously huge booths and things like that it's just like right. here's a space for the journos to come play games for a few days and it's like ah this seems to have That's worked cool. out quite well it's like they've 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 
filling a little hole, basically, that the industry is the, the E3 effectively left because E3 got too big. Mm. And then E3 couldn't figure out what to do to keep going and stay relevant. So they made it a public show, which sounds like it's been backfiring. Right, yeah. Because you know, inter- previously it was own journalists only, wasn't it? Yeah. Originally, E3. In- yeah. Industry only, yeah. Industry only, yeah. Um, so where is this uh, physical part of the Summer Games Fest? Is it in oh, LA? I would imagine it's still in LA. Don't, yeah. Um, given, uh, given the p- people on Twitter, I've... I've seen that have actually went to it um, yeah and they're all la based or that neck of the woods anyway that side of, of course, america yeah. i would imagine it's there i didn't i didn't look into that but but yeah good on you jeff taking over <laughs> Although i did watch the very very start of it and it was just like it felt kind of weird that the first thing he basically said was, well, no games are coming out this year, so don't worry, we've got some other games to show you. <laughs> I mean, he's, really? not, he's not wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. It's, it's, but it seemed like a weird way to start that show. It's like, you're, going, you're already disappointed by all the big games not coming out, but here's some other games, I guess. <laughs> yeah, what, what did he say? It's like, we've got... What we, it's like, we haven't got all the things, but we've got things. It was, it was sort of what he was saying. <laughs> hmm. But God of War is still coming out this year, right? Yep. Apparently. Yep. That's what they keep saying. Still aiming for November. Yeah, which is late enough to have me worried for the for the sake of the league. Um, oh, sure. <laughs> the Fantasy League. Uh, speaking of which, we've had another high-profile delay. Okay, straight into news. Let's go. We've got a lot of it. Yeah, um, not today. Uh, Homeworld 3 has been delayed out of 2022. Uh, that's that high-profile, really. <laughs> no, but... It's it's been a bit of development for ages. This thing, and it's like another delay. Um, uh, and before everything really got kicked off, uh, we should probably talk about Sonic Frontiers. Oh, okay. Because yeah. they've been continuing to show stuff for it, or like IGN are trying to anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so Sega have they're done doing a, quite a lot of previews, aren't they? Yeah, Sega have done a deal with IGN, so it's their it's IGN first, which I think is they they do one of those every month, and it's like they focus on a thing for the month. Um, I see. Um, and this and month so, it's Sonic Frontiers. Yeah, which is okay. Slightly unusual, um, but so is Sonic Frontiers. Um, what a weird looking game this is. Like so Breath of the Hedgehog Yeah is apparently a thing, but Or well, Unreal Engine Tech demo. Yeah. <laughs> as everyone is calling it. This seems to be the biggest problem feels. with it, is that is its look. Right? It's like mm. it's not technically incompetent, let's not put it that way, but in the same no. way it's it's got that sort of overplayed uh hyper real yeah, kind of look to it where it's just it like kind it's, of washed out in comparison to like Breath of the Wild. Exactly, stylized. It's, it's, yeah, it's not very. I think that's the thing. It's like it's not very uniquely stylized. It's not no. feeling very Sonic at all, other than although, the fact that Sonic is in it. <laughs> although I suppose looking back to Sonic Adventure, like that was less stylized than like in Mario sixty fours or whatever. Do you know sure. What I mean? um, well, in terms of grass textures and things, and it maybe. looked more like a, a realistic world than 
I mean, it was a bit odd. The juxtaposition of Sonic and a realistic world was the famously weird thing about Sonic Adventure. <laughs> so this is kind well, of well, yeah, their shift to not being on Mobius anymore. I don't, think it was, yeah. always... I don't think it was a realistic enough world to make it totally ridiculous hmm. because yeah. it was the modern game, obviously. So it wasn't that yeah. realistic. Exactly. <laughs> they, they, were, they were working yeah. within the limitations of the time, which which meant yeah. that being super stylized hadn't really become a thing yet true i mean true i mean it, it had i mean that's that's not strictly true but like there was um you know jet set radio hadn't happened yet <laughs> sure but now you can do whatever you want pretty much and they've done a kind of generically realistic open gra- grassy open world but with a bunch of sonic elements all yeah. over, all over it kind of rails and and uh and the, the ping pong, what they called the, the the things that shoot you, the springs, flying springs, I guess, yeah. yeah, all over the place, yeah. The movement doesn't look that bad, considering it it's no. like fully three D. Yeah. Wow! Except, I hope you like the boost whoosh noise because apparently you're going to be hearing that continuously. I mean, that's yeah. true of any Sonic game. Not really, though. <laughs> you hear it like once when you start boosting, whereas in this game, it seems like you constantly do it to just maintain momentum hmm. because there isn't really any momentum because it's still the forces engine, apparently. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? Which what? means the physics is the movement physics is going to be bad. Huh. Oh. So it's not. Oh, that wasn't my biggest problem scratch with, with that. In, in fairness, that wasn't my biggest problem with forces. Like well, Son- Sonic's movement was okay. The, um, the, yeah. the rookie's movement was weird. Well, but sure. Although that was more for the homing attack equivalent being yeah. weird. That where that broke its momentum even more. But you know, get ready for a really shitty double jump. Because <laughs> <laughs> that boost noise is accompanied by that kind of optical effect, right? Where it's sort of well, the thing is, it doesn't lenses. seem like the way they've been showing it in this game so far and maybe it's just like how that this is just how they're showing it or whatever but like it doesn't seem like you hold it down it doesn't seem like you hold mm. it and you don't go into boost mode and you just like boost you just mm. like it's to like push it's you back up to speed or whatever it's, it's a sudden bump so mm. it doesn't look like you're going to be like washing out the music or whatever assuming there even is music to wash out it's, well yeah because they've that's the that's the other strange thing isn't it they've not really been I guess because the setting has changed, it's like they probably would have had to have changed up Sonic's music style quite a bit to make it work in open world and not be annoying. But what Ooh. they've shown so far is like they've never really... Sh- I don't think the footage they've ever shown us has ever been... like It feels like the music was added after the fact. Right. right? Not it, the music just plays. Like When they do a cut in the, in the footage, it's like the music doesn't cut. It's like the music's just been overlaid. And yeah. it's this very somber... Um, I mean, it's not quite Breath of the Wildish, but you know, just, it is just like, piano piano yeah. music, yeah, which is yeah. very unsonic. Um, True, but then they've, I like my, I did. There's a lot of problems with the graphics, but like one of the things that I, and suddenly this time in this Sonic game specifically, have realised is like they really need to just like make new sound effects. It's these same goddamn <laughs> sound effects we've been hearing for like twenty years. Yeah. Right. We've just got the same spring noise and the same spring, boost noise. Yeah. I mean that that the, yeah the, the the spring noise they've used since they went three D. Yeah, that's never changed as it's in Sonic Adventure. And it's so out of place like, now bing, in this world. But also, it's, but, just and like, it's also just not as cool as the classic boom well, from the original games. True. And it's like, no, and also like this is a more like specific sort of complaint about the style of it it's just like they really have just like thrown in all the all the 
sonic rails and springs just into this world yeah. it's not like yeah. they don't match the world in any way they're no, just no, like no. chucked on top of it which makes them look no. super out of place again the little never explained boost pads are everywhere yeah like the ones on the little conveyor belts on the floor they and look the, particularly odd at a distance like as they pop in or whatever like all the, the rails and stuff the rails really in weird. the sky yeah the I yeah mean, the un I thought they were going to do something to perhaps like hold those up in some way in this in this world, but like no, they haven't. They just float. Yeah, and it's and they're not like themed to the environment or anything. They're just like generic rails. Just rails. Yeah, mm. and there's no like, or at least as far as we've seen, they don't seem to have made any particular effort to like construct Sonic stuff into the world. Mm. Like you know, loops mm. made of rock or anything. Yeah, there's some which circular is a doorways which are kind of loop esque. Yeah, right, that yeah. That's really what count. you want, right? From a Sonic open world, there's like a lot of loops like carved into the landscape and stuff. Like, yeah, you want yeah. roots, I think, rather yeah. than being rather than openness. It's like, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> which is a problem for an open world game. Yeah, yeah, I but, guess. But and and I and I see that criticism, but it's like if you imagine like the 3D segments from Sonic Generations, say, yeah. it's like. They're, those are those are crafted routes, right, to get around, mm. and those are a lot of fun because they're crafted. And it's, I don't, and we know there, there's the odd occasion to break those routes and go find other ones, right? That's the that was mm. the sort of trick of running Sonic Generations fast. There were these like hardcore extra little tricks you could do to cut bits of level and things like that, and it's mm. and those could be your shortcuts in your routes and stuff like that. And it's like I kind of. I don't mind having the odd little open area, I think, but like having these cool routes to connect everything together and then have little areas for the puzzles and things like that would probably have been a better fit for Sonic than this. Also, just like, it's hard to tell from this footage, but like, why would you bother with most of these rails? They don't go anywhere. (laughs) I mean, no, it's hard to know, isn't it? Because I guess they just speed you up, but like... Do they even do that? Well, yeah, yeah, because you're like looping back on yourself, so you're wasting time not going in the direction you want to go. It's just like just run along the ground, and you'll probably get to where you need to go faster. <laughs> it is odd. That said, the more of the footage they've been revealing over time, there is more. Like, okay, aesthetics aside and strange world design aside. I'm kind of getting more and more in the more they show. Like the, the new combat systems do look vaguely interesting because you know yeah, Sonic I Combat know has always that. has always kind of sucked, right? Well, there's never been anything to well, Sonic no. Combat. That's the problem. Yeah, but and what like, they put into this combat is extremely slow combat, which is kind of boring and grindy from yeah. what they've shown so far. Maybe we'll we'll see. But it is in, it's it's interesting from a Sonic perspective. Let's put it that it's different. And What's that, the you know, mechanic the, the, they're showing, like to attack the three D enemies, you so kind you, of so you still have homing attack. That's still a thing. Yeah, um, and then I guess you chain it into a bunch of kicks. Yeah, they have these specials and which things is like now, Shadow can... from Sonic O Six, <laughs> the best reference. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, so you leap towards, well, you jump up and then you hit the button to homing attack. But then how do you, well, I, I obviously haven't played it, but how do you chain into a kick? Um, we just, just keep mashing the button, presumably. Maybe. Yeah. We, yeah, we don't really know at that point how that mm. actually controls. Um, maybe one of the IGN interviews talks about it, something like that. Mm. But um, uh, yeah, the, the traditional style has always been when you homing attack into something and you hit it, it like the hit will always ping Sonic vertically upwards. So then you have a right, sort right. of moment to change direction and home onto something else if you need to or mm. just float away um 
um, if if it's now dangerous, which it seems to be what they've shown with a few, like the enemies and stuff. It's like they are they're not always safe to attack, and that's the thing. It's about timing your attacks, and which is another way that that combat looks extremely slow. Which is like I'm just gonna have to stand for here for like yeah. five seconds while this enemy does whatever it's doing that prevents it from prevents me from attacking it. Or the enemies that are explicitly invulnerable to direct attacks, so you have to do a specific, quite slow move to cause them to open up, and then do a different move to actually attack them. Yeah, the, one of the things they've shown is that is the 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 carve a path on the floor, right, and then everything inside that path gets flung into the air. Um, so then they become vulnerable whilst they're in the air. So then you can like homing attack around them. And I mm. wonder if there's like. There's probably some puzzly stuff to do with that where you fling them into the air and then the, perhaps they make a... Because they're in the air, there's then a path you can traverse to get to some other area. Um, I don't know. That's, that seems homing too smart. <laughs> like, it seems, it seems too obvious. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, I am intrigued, but... Yeah, there's some there's some red flags here. There's some, there's, there's some weirdness. Mm. Do you think they're? I mean, they've got a lot of feedback. Do you think they'll take some of it on board? Or I don't know. It's hard to tell. I don't Are know. They too advanced with it? Because uh, when have, is Sonic Frontiers? Did they? When was it still? Is it still slated for this year? Yep. Oh right. Okay. So that then doesn't give them a great deal not. of time. Well, it gives them uh, essentially no time, really. Yeah. Realistically, because yeah. now they should Unless be in the polish it. phase right now, right? Yeah. Um, that was the thing that I saw as soon as I looked at the top of the YouTube comments. I was like, oh, here's, here's everyone saying it looks like an Unreal Engine demo. And here's all the people, all the Sonic fans being like, but they've totally got enough time to polish this up before release. It's like, no, no <laughs> you're they, crazy. They really don't. Because I just thought point. by looking at the footage that it looks unfinished. Yeah, so, like uh, all the yeah, popping so, and the weird animation jank. It's just like, this is just, stuff that would theoretically get polished if they had time to polish it. I, and and popping, I don't think even that's like engine level. Well, that's yeah there's, st- there's stuff you can do with that like i think there's enough time for that like like but my 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 core concern is like yeah the, it's the core design of the game that is the most mm-hmm. troubling mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. um or, or maybe, maybe troubling's a bit harsh but the most sort of like out there right it's the most mm. uncomfortable part of it because it's uh because it's so different um, it's cool that they're trying something new yeah just, you know and we, I've mentioned it before. Like it, it is, it is interesting that they didn't just go back to the well, right? Because after Forces came out, um, mm. oh, I always struggle to remember his name, but um, uh, effectively, like the uh, someone someone at Sega of America is on is, is quoted as saying, "It's like we're mm, yeah, we're going to spend the time to make a good Sonic game rather than just make a get a game out in a reasonable in a in a certain time frame, which is how we've been doing it up to this point." <laughs> which doesn't it's look like, like it's happened. To be yeah. honest, <laughs> it looks like they rushed this one out again. Well, maybe they thought they were going to do that, and then somebody said, "Oh no, it has to be out at this time." Like, yeah, oh, maybe, okay. maybe, which which might explain, yeah, the rushedness, the rush rushed mm. feel of it. Because apparently, that's that's also what happened to forces and things like that. That yeah. it's just like that's like no, the 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 release schedule was forced upon them too much. Yeah, um, maybe it does make business sense to keep releasing Sonic bad Sonic games rather than make a good. I one. Mean, it's it hard probably to tell. does, right? Because we be cra- we, we Sonic people be be mental, <laughs> maybe, and we'll always buy it. But I mean, imagine you could. I'm sure you could. I don't know. Who knows? In fairness, like Sonic Forces was like one of the few times where I didn't just immediately jump on the Sonic thing. Like I waited well, for that to go like dirt cheap, 
and then and then I suppose everyone had had their fill by playing Sonic Mania at the time. So <laughs> yeah, they had a good Sonic game it, to play. Sonic Forces really suffered because of Mania, because yeah, because yeah. Mania. Yeah. I think Mania came out just in front of it and yeah. and was amazing. And then it's like yeah. this other one doesn't look that great. <laughs> yeah, but did that make? That's the question. Is like, did Mania make? A ton, I know it's a cheap game, but did it make a ton of money by being good, or did it actually matter? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the market sales for Mania actually were. It's like critically, yeah, everyone loves it generally, but it's um, you, you think that would have been quite cheap to make as well. Yeah. I mean, the other the other reason Rob didn't Maybe. get into forces immediately was because he actually played a demo. <laughs> I had already played the demo. That was yes. the that yeah. was the oh, main okay. thing for that one. Uh, the demo we actually put it, put forces in a more positive light than the rest of the game, though, because the like. <laughs> Like sure. the, de- the demo focused on. Yeah, but that's because you didn't know that like the demo was so much of the game. <laughs> uh, I mean that too. Yeah. Proportionally, that too. I mean the de- yeah the, the demo I think played that first level in the Spagonia like city, um, where everything's getting destroyed, um, mm. and also the first two D uh, Green Hill level. Yeah, um, both of which are kind of fine, and I was like, well, this seems fine. <laughs> The also problem was that the same year that was when I first played Sonic Mania, and they had the Studio Studioopolis level like right next to it, and I'm like, "Damn, yep. son!" <laughs> but I mean, I don't think the comparison is is as important as actually playing either of them. Mm. Like playing Sonic Forces by itself was enough to be like, "Oh, <laughs> this is like generations, but not as good." Yeah, I don't think I got to play as the rookie in my EGX time, so I didn't really get a feel for right how skank that ended up being <laughs> oh no that's oh, I, can't, oh, I can't really remember yeah not well enough who cares Sonic Sonic is weird you see they're doing a Netflix show as well yeah which also looks pretty it looks weird, weird doesn't it <laughs> well for kids. It, even like Frontiers well, and this show it's just like neither of these feel like they're showing them correctly like in the in Sonic Frontier's case it's like they've they very specific, specifically partitioned these videos to be like here's the exploration video here's the combat video mm. where I'm sure it would probably be better just to show everything at once yeah <laughs> I think that's the thing I think I think Sonic Frontier's will probably look better if you showed its flow in general because none of the UI has been shown no, right? that too. Like that. which may be the stuff they're currently still working on because that's UI stuff always does seem to shift right at the end of development mm. um mm. But then the the show they're showing these tiny teasers that have absolutely no context whatsoever, mm. which is not healthy. It's really strange, and the, like, and the animation doesn't even look great, right? It looks oddly. What something, kind is it? There's something. There's something oddly. Like, it's like it's CG. It's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it looks. I don't know. There's like too low frame rate in some way, weird way. It's it's hard to put my finger on it. Something looks off. Mm. Like. Mm. Like Sonic Boom's like technical animation isn't great. It's you know it's a TV show. It can't like it can't like it. It's it's not yeah. it's not firing on all cylinders in terms of like top tier CG budget. But it's fine, right? It's good enough. It gets the job done. Yeah. And um, I don't know. Uh, oh, we should mention this is also called Sonic Prime, which seems like a odd name. Well, I mean, it's clearly like it's green. It's real Green Hill Zone and everything. Yeah. So like. <laughs> They're, with shadow well sure but they're just like let's have the real real sonic i guess <laughs> the realist 
but then Shadow so Pride. <laughs> and also Big the Cow, I guess. Does that mean John DiMaggio's coming back? Or... No. I don't think so. Is it I don't John, think, is I, John DiMaggio? No, it's no. the guy that does Duke Nukem that does Big the Cat. I don't think it's any of the Johnson original John. voices, I that's don't it. think, yeah. by the sounds of it. I mean, you can tell with Big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he speaks, it's like, oh, yeah, that's not a, that's not a real voice. Like, yeah, so which which Sonic actor have they got? Have they got Ben Schwartz or have they got uh, the guy who's current, the, the current, the well, has been the current Sonic voice since Sonic Boom, I guess, that sort of. Probably. Is there any Tails and Knuckles action in Sonic Frontiers? Well, I mean, that's where, the, where is everyone? I mean, this is the speculation where, where it's like, <laughs> again, things that they ha- still haven't shown about Sonic Frontiers that might make it better. Mm. Where it's just like. Like, we've only seen this first area, yeah. right? Presumably well, the whole game yeah. can't be this biome. Well, right? because what that's what, like, the two things that people have heard fairly solid. I think it was from, like, an alpha test that where they leaked NDAs or whatever, but, like, people have been talking about the cyberspace levels, which are more traditional Sonic levels, right. and they haven't shown that yet, and then right. there's already been people talking about, oh, but there's Tails and Amy and, like, a bunch of other characters, and they haven't shown any of that yet. Because they haven't really, I guess, explained anything about the glitchy power. Well, what it, the what story it is. or yeah. any of anything. Because they, they show... You explode, and then you're suddenly on a cliff. <laughs> That, that's that's as much story as we've got, assuming that those two bits of cutscene they've shown are actually linked. Yeah, because isn't there some sort of... I don't know, that was a Sonic Prime thing, wasn't it, where they showed Knuckles just standing in front of the Master Emerald. Yeah. Um, but the lightning was in a sort of oddly... Behind him was oh, in actually, a sort of that, square shape. I don't know if that was Prime. That might have been... Or was it in one of the Frontiers clips? Yeah, that... Well, I don't was that from was... the Sonic Central presentation, which also was terrible? Yeah. Don't watch that. I don't think it was... I don't think it's necessarily in Frontiers, but it might be like a lead-up thing, like a pre-story or whatever, like they sometimes do. But I don't know. It did make me laugh a little bit in that Sonic Central thing where they were like, last year was the 30th year of Sonic. <laughs> like, <laughs> we did shit And all. we did nothing. <laughs> Get it together, Sega. I mean, you're so good at Yakuza. How are you so bad at Sonic? They're so good at Yakuza. <laughs> no, the, 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 the studio that Sega hires to do Yakuza. Yeah, exactly. They're like effectively totally independent, the Yakuza people, but they just have always worked with Sega as a publisher. Yeah, but that's how they get to... Well, I think they're made of like... I think they do actually have like old school Sega devs on yeah. staff, and oh, I bet. Hence, like, cool. like, yeah, and then you know, Sega have been very, what's the word, uh, generous with them for using other Sega properties. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. So prepare yourself for the next five-ish months for for our video series of Sonic Frontiers. Of Sonic Frontiers, <laughs> where yeah. Rob can play it and. and <laughs> Hopefully, be marginally less disappointed than forces. That would be nice. Yeah, I never did. This <laughs> was my, funny though. I never did bring myself to go back and play forces after we did. Have you only played it through the once, like as a happy salad video? Yeah, yeah. series. Yeah, yeah, I never, I never really went back to it. I sort of had the intent to go and try and do it off video because it. Some games do feel different when you if we do it for recording compared to just playing yeah. them off off camera. Yeah, and uh, I wondered if there would be some element to forces that you know I could maybe spend the time to figure out like the rookie and <laughs> like how it actually controls and some of the weird stuff mm. with the wisp powers and all that stuff. But I'm betting I I wouldn't have, and it just didn't appeal. <laughs> it's like go, go play something else. 
Can't Could you switch sound. away from from the rookie if you didn't want to play as a rookie? Uh, there were levels. It, basically, each level was for a specific style. You could change the weapon, and that was it for the rookie, which yeah. did help sometimes. And yeah, certain levels seem to favour certain <laughs> weapon types. A bit too much in yeah. some cases. You weren't quite sure what you were getting into until you played the level, and then and then you had to, and then you choose the appropriate character after you'd failed. Kind of. <laughs> so not really. Well, yeah, because you, you just did it. And yeah, you don't like, really fail in Sonic. You just die. Oh, okay. You yeah, go. of course. You can always just go back to it later and try and get the try and get the red rings. <laughs> they need to. I mean, like now that they've got an open world, I guess that they can do that. But like, they need to stop doing that in regular Sonic games. <laughs> they need to stop trying to force you to play the same level like five goddamn times because Forces was egregious in that one. Where it's like you get the red rings, then you get the numbered rings, then you get the moon. Coin. <laughs> And then the weird SOS missions. And then the SOS missions that didn't seem to mean anything. They just want you to play the same level at least three times to get all the different collectibles in it because they don't all even appear in one go. You have to actually complete each set. I don't necessarily have a huge problem with the red ring system. It is it is okay. Maybe the once they added the moon stuff, like maybe that's a level too high. Um, But like, I'd quite like them to go down the route that perhaps Sonic Origins is taking, where they actually have like more specific, more specific challenges, or maybe like little mini levels, kind of like what Sonic Generations did, right? The, the little, the little challenges in between the big levels. Well, yes, but that's. But they didn't do any of that in Forces. No. So. Well, I mean, they did. They were they were the shitty challenge levels. They were just all bad. I can't remember any of them. Flying Pod Two. <laughs> Flying Pod. <laughs> Or Flying Pod 1, because there was, never was a 2. Thank God. Was it just called Flying Pod 1, and then we never found a Flying Pod no, 2? No, it was just called Flying Pod. We discussed it in the video. Oh, okay. about how there was, it's, where's number 2? But there's no number. And Rob has apparently forgotten this. I have thing, no recollection of that. Which is good for you, to be honest, because yeah. <laughs> you've purged that from your memory, the nightmare of Flying Pod. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you, Sonic Frontiers, for existing. <laughs> Hopefully. Some good content coming your way. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, when this thing comes out. When you say hopefully, do you, you, you reckon it's thinking it's going to get canned? Or? Well, I mean, it might get delayed. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, let's hope Let, it gets delayed, right? Yeah, like, it might be like good. A delay on a Sonic game can't be a bad thing. No. Agreed. And, you know, everyone's... Everyone, people are... People just expect Sonic to get delayed now after the movie, <laughs> but that's not how that works. But I, I hope they're on top. Like, it might just be a poor showing, but I hope they're on. They're on. You know, mm-hmm. more to the point, I don't hope it gets delayed. I hope they're on top of it, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever way it en- ends up going. I hope they're mm-hmm. aware more than anything. Maybe mm-hmm. they will learn from the film and the fact that they pre- previewed and people were like, Ugh, and then they changed, fixed it. I still people liked it. I kind of buy into the conspiracy theory that Ugly Sonic was intentional yeah really i don't think so it's just but it it was so bad (laughs) yeah it it seems too bad to have just been like do you know it's just mm. yeah it was a good meme as well you want to take a little um side side track i watched that rescue rangers right in the end oh you did oh Um, sorry we didn't watch it together (laughs) i couldn't help myself like like, sure yeah, no, no, and I watched it. That's an odd film. It's yeah. like it doesn't quite land as well as the as the promise. Um, like the the it suffers from a real identity crisis, which is strange. Like 
because that's kind of the plot in a way. Um, mm. And it's uh, it's it's like one hundred percent laser focused, targeted at our age demographic and the sorts of shows that were on when we were kids. Oh, and it's like and and plays to that hard. Um, and it's like the references are great. Like you know when you see see some of these things, the, the property, you know, just recognizing the properties they've got in this thing, and you're just like, oh, cool, they've got that, 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 that. In the sort of same way as like spotting characters in the background of Ready Player One was kind of Ready cool Player One, times. yeah. Um, uh, and it's yeah, it's sort of it's it's so it's it's doing that, and occasionally they will throw in the odd joke around those things, and, and those are fine. Where where the thing kind of falls down is that that like. You take that target demographic, like the <laughs> late thirties, grew yeah. up grew up with Rescue Rangers and Tailspin and those sorts of shows and Ducktales and those sorts of shows demographic, and then you make a what is turns out to be a pretty tame family film out of it, kids movie. Yeah, it doesn't really work. It doesn't sit right. Mm. It's like it's a it's. See, some- that's where, um, famously, of course, Who Framed Roger Rabbit got it pitched it really well <laughs> well yeah because it's a little bit darker and a little bit seedier yeah. than you'd expect right exactly yeah but i that's like that's a totally different plan like i don't, I don't think true, this one was true. aiming to be for us exactly i think it was aiming to be for us and our kids <laughs> yeah i mean I, I get like you don't get you you, you can't do you can't take your kids to well. You could take your kids to Frank Roger in the eighties, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that probably would have been okay. <laughs> yeah, good point. But it, uh, so, yeah, I know, I know exactly that is exactly what they're trying to do. But there's there is an art to films being able to work on both levels. Yeah, and I don't think this nails that. I think it works kind of okay as a family as a family movie, but it's almost like the kids aren't going to know who anyone are, anyone is, and they're not really going to have that attachment to those characters. So it's not really for them either. Like, it's just it's it's just a little wrong. <laughs> mm. It's not awful. I don't want to say that. Like, yeah, it, it does. It it is kind of it is funny in places. Um, but I think a lot of my favourite jokes were kind of in the trailer, and they were well, naturally, and they were and they were quite referential jokes as well. Um, so yeah, Rescue Rangers. It is worth a look. So don't watch the trailer; just go into it blind, and you'll probably have a better time. Some fun Seth Rogen stuff. <laughs> Get ready for Doggy Con. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke him up, Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> However, the uh, Seth Rogen laugh sounds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. State of play. PlayStation did a state of play. Um before everything really got going. Um it did have a, it did slightly count they did put the Summer Game Fest logo on screen at one point. So oh, it, was, okay. it was still under the banner. But yeah, they, they came in early. A um, few announcements What's coming out of this. Um, uh, Resident Evil 4, the least oh, yeah. surprising Resident Evil uh, announcement. Um, <laughs> because they've been going through them in order. And, and I think it leaked, it. I think it leaked a whole year ago as well that they were doing this. Um, yeah, they did around to get doing Resi 3. I mean, oh, the one did. that we've got that Resident Evil fans have got to be waiting for is six, right? See if they can recover that shit show. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> but four is the one that everyone really liked on the GameCube, yeah. right? So yeah, four four set the tone for the Resis that followed, right? Four was yeah, so successful 
um, in its translation to proper 3D, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, the, yeah, Resi hasn't really turned back. Like, since Village, I guess. Uh, no, not Village, 7, right? 7 was the one where they suddenly mm. went first person and changed it again. But yeah. Um, um, but yeah, four, five, six, and most of the little weird spin-off games would use this. Would use four as its um, template. Template, yeah. So it's a big deal, but it's also less of a exciting remake, right? Because it was already in three D, and it's like it's less it's less of a yeah. jump than than yeah. Resi Two remake was. You're not converting the the classic style to essentially Resident Evil Four style, right? Yeah. Well, presumably mm. they're going to have to change the controls a bit because Resi was. Mm. Early, oh, yeah. thus had some slightly sure. bizarre Shocking, yeah. control mechanisms. Still, nope, yeah, they opened with that. Uh, <laughs> Spider Man or Spider Man, you know, the Peter Parker guy. He's coming to PC. Mm. Marvel Spider Man Remastered is getting a PC oh, really? release. Um, cool. Which is quite surprising. I, I kind of, I know Sony are doing. A bit of a PC push with some of their IPs, but that's cool. I didn't think this would be one of them. Be good to see like how far you can push the ray tracing with a ridiculous, <laughs> yeah, graphics card. Yeah, and they seem to have um, notably have removed Tom Holland's face. Oh, they put it back. And it's that's back, good. Yeah, it's back to the original look. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. That's annoying. Marketing it, is it still that way on? Uh, if you play Miles Morales, I guess. I think All so, yeah. Tom Holland face, yeah. It doesn't even really look like Tom Holland. It just looks more like him than the original. I don't, I don't know Fox. if they changed his voice in that version. I don't know if they did that. I don't know if they did the full voice work. Um, And just changed, and ended up just changing his face. But Not sure. Might have just been the face. Mm. Still, but that's, it worked. A, that's a great game. Yeah. And it deserves a little bit of a... yeah. It is a great game. And immortalizing, effectively. As soon as you put it on PC, it's like, oh, great, that's that's safe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You can now play this forever. Um, so that's cool. Um, we got a little bit more of a look at Stray. I don't think we learned anything from it. That game's out real soon. It's out 19th mm. of July. Um, mm. I mean, I'm still hype. Um, yeah. I can get hype for little kitties. Like, I don't think we mm. needed to see any more, is the thing. It's like, it mm. doesn't... I mean, yeah, tell us that it's still about, but um, it's it's getting they to that point where it's more. like we've seen so much stray now, right? On and off over the years that it's just like, yeah, okay. Uh, I just want this. I just want this to play to play this now. I don't need to see it yeah. anymore. Uh, Roller Drome is coming out on the sixteenth of August. Uh, and it's What's like, that? it's like if you took the art style of Sable, yeah. Mixed that in with uh, Tony Hawk's style trick system, and but on roller skates, mm-hmm. and then added guns, so you're shooting dudes Ooh. at the same time, and you get roller drone. It's an sounds like a kind of you know Thunderdome kind of future sport thing. <laughs> yeah, and it's exactly right. that. Yeah, right. Okay, so it's competitive with you shooting each other, but also doing tricks. I don't think know. it's competitive. I think it's like a oh, single-player right. challengey sort of thing. Hmm. Um, like maybe their score runs or something. It's um, it's it's an interesting-looking one. And finally, Final Fantasy 16 dropped a trailer. Oh, uh, 
a fantasy fantasy ass fantasy world this time. Is that the newest? I've lost track of how many. <laughs> no, sixteen is not out yet. Sixteen is the right. uh, is the upcoming is the next the numbered number. entry. Yeah. Right. Okay. So no Audis and no guys in t-shirts. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> there's no. There's no. There's no leather jacket, bros. <laughs> Well, not yet. Anyway, I'm sure there's someone in there in a nice shiny leather jacket somewhere that normally is. Um, but no, this looks like very fantasy, um, sort of you know that sort of medieval castles. Oh, okay. Kind of kind of deal. Um, it's a hard trailer to really see what's going on, but it's another one of these Final Fantasy games that's carrying on in their modern combat system. So you know, mm-hmm. it's real time action RPG stuff um, as opposed to turn based. Um, I think it's probably meaning it's a it's a little more somewhere in the middle i would guess between what um 15 was and what 7 remake was because 7 remake had a lot of nods back to being turn-based and you being able to pull up menus and do things Mm. that way whilst still being a real-time combat if you wanted it to um and i think this is going to be somewhere in the middle of those two styles hopefully slightly less teleporting around all over the place like there was in 15 Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, but they also seem to show like this stuff where like the screen seems to simplify and you just end up with two life bars at the top of the screen and then it seems like summons just fight each other. And it's like, have you, is, it, is it basically got kaiju mode? Is that what this is? But with Final Fantasy summons. I mean, that's kind of like what um, Ken did, right? Yeah, you, it's been... You bring the summon in and then your team just goes away for a while, and the basically. Summon, it's, been, it's been down a few times. I think that happens in 13 <laughs> as well, and in how 13 handles its summons. In 15, I want to say those summons were a bit more um, just like coincidental. Things just happened. <laughs> right. Um, might have done it in 12 as well, thinking about it, having that sort of system. Yeah, but... It's hard to know what that actually means and how that actually plays out, whether it's something you opt into or those were just like boss fight moments. Um, mm. Yeah, we don't really know enough. And it was also one of those rubbishy Japanese RPG trailers, unfortunately, where there's like clips of cutscenes and fights going on, like interspersed with non contextual random bits of dialogue that make no sense. Everything um, out of context, yeah. Yeah, so that's a shame. <laughs> they always do that, though. They always do that, yeah. Yeah. So would it be like you? How does that work in other games? You you summon the, the, your summon, <laughs> and then uh, they automatically summon theirs, and they just have an individual battle. <laughs> what your summon summon? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah I don't know. Like well, normally, you you would um, uh, it effectively just took over what your it, it replaced yeah. your party effectively, right? So, yeah. um, and I think they've done variants on it in the past where it, like the person who summoned it would actually still be there as well, but effectively only your 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 summon is doing the right. attacking um fighting the the boss or whatever yeah, yeah. And, they, and they had their own health pool which was temporary and things like that and mm-hmm. um some of them had like a time mechanic so the summon could only be out for a certain amount of time um before it disappeared or a certain number of actions something like that and then um but yeah once it once while while your creatures were out once your pokemon were in the battlefield um mm. they they yeah, they would be fighting instead of you which was a useful way to like tank damage at times. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'll just put my summon out to take all this damage. Sorry, mate. <laughs> but there was often, you know, long cooldowns on that stuff. So it's 
that was to the use trade-off. It yeah. Wisely, right? Judiciously. Yeah. Final Fantasy sixteen, um, summer twenty twenty three. No, okay. So a little ways off yet, but that's fine. It means it gets out of the way of Forspoken, which is still coming out later this year. Um, probably some sensible uh, scheduling there from Squeenix. Mm. Uh, that was the, that was all the stuff I picked out of the state of play. Um, then we got uh, summer game fests. Um, their own show hosted by Jeff Keighley. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to cut down my list here of stuff, which is already quite cut down from what they showed. They showed quite a few things, but it, it's one, it suffered a little bit from being one of those shows where there are a lot of CG only trailers and I'm left thinking, I don't know what this game is or it's hard to be excited about this because it's just a trailer of horror or people with guns or, you know, some generic game scene here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found the whole show a little hard to get interested in, um, which is a shame because it's probably not any kind of reflection on what the actual games are like. Because there just isn't enough of them to show, yeah. Yeah, they, or they just, that's just the style of trailer they showed to put, they, they chose to put in this thing. Because um, mm-hmm. it's like even, uh, like Flashback 2 was here. You remember flashback uh, from the Amiga from the 90s. days? Yeah, yeah. Um, they're making a sequel, like a proper sequel. Um, okay. And uh, I, I, the, the, it was one of those trailers where it was like there was actually gameplay in it, but it was sort of stylized to the point where the gameplay was appearing on surfaces that were moving around to form this other graphical thing. So you couldn't really see the game properly in it, and it's like mm-hmm. that's a shame. <laughs> mm. I mean, it's flashback. I guess. That does seem kind of in keeping with the weirdness of flashback, though, maybe. I don't know. Like, just keep it... Just show me some 2D running from something. That's what yeah. flashback was, right? <laughs> yeah. And shooting some guy. Um, so we got to see a bit of that. Um, across the whole events, that we've seen American Arcadia pop up time and time again. This seems to be this year's We're in Every Show um, game. Um, so American Arcadia is effectively the Truman Show. Um, there's been this television show of like with like a fake city themed on the 70s that's been running for like uh, since the 70s, and the city is still like the 70s. But it's um, uh, a hacker is trying to help a guy called Trevor escape the city and discover what you know, discover his real life, or ha- or to have a real life. It's the Truman Show. In game form, which isn't a terrible idea for a game. No, honestly. not at all. It's uh, it's, it it seems fine. It seems okay. Um, it's sort of split into like two D platformy bits where you're Trevor try- like running away effectively, and um, sort of spy like three D sections, a little bit like <laughs> like the Abstergo stuff, I guess, in the early Assassin's Creed games. Where it's like in in out you know in the in the TV station where the hacker is trying to sneak around and do spy things to figure out the next next plan and stuff like that. So it's um, a split narrative kind of thing. Interesting. Seems alright. Seems alright. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna skip skip a load of this. Um, 
because Naughty Dog were there. Oh yeah, and they had some Last of Us news, but maybe not the Last of Us news you were, you were hoping for. Um, for one thing, they had a little. They spent a, quite a lot of time on the TV show that HBO are making, right? Um, with Pedro Pascual as Joel. Um, cool, good, good casting. I mean, yeah, neat. the casting seems neat. Actually, this this thing might actually be all right. There's some, there's some hope around this, but yeah, they spent loads of time on that. Um, and they, I mean, they, they the also, Uncharted film wasn't wasn't was kind of by the numbers. So um, <laughs> yeah, maybe let, let's hope they do better with a TV show. It's got HBO. HBO, yeah, it's HBO. So, um, but yeah, the, 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 their next game is going to be in the Last of Us series is going to be a multiplayer only thing. Mm. And it's like, so I, I don't really know what that is yet. They, 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 they're a little vague about explaining what it is, but um, another in the it's going to be like the Uncharted multiplayer, but in Last of Us, yeah, because it pretty much translates almost exactly the yeah. same sort of. I mean, be be stealthy, get up behind the the enemy team, stab yeah. them in the back, <laughs> like weird crafting of weapons on the battlefield. Yeah, that happened in Uncharted as well at a certain point. I never, never really got into the Uncharted multiplayer. I think I tried it for a bit. And then in Uncharted 3, I think, mm. fell off it pretty quick. wasn't for me. But those games do have a bit of a... I mean, Naughty Dog's multiplayer offerings have always had a little bit of a cult following that have stuck with mm. them. Mm. But to make it a whole game is slightly more of a risk yeah. rather than just a mo- mode in a game. Mm. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Unless but, uh, it's like a 20 quid or free to play. <laughs> I mean... I kind of doubt it when Naughty Dog's involved, but maybe. But yeah, maybe maybe a cheaper title makes sense. Um, uh, so there's that. But they're also confirmed the the rumors that uh, Last of Us, the first Last of Us game, is getting a uh, more Another of a remake. <laughs> yeah, it's it's more, this is. It's sort of halfway between remake and remaster. They're calling it Last of Us Part One, and it's mm. and it's it's a shot for shot and area for area remake, but it is almost ground up built. It's a bit more like the Demon Souls remake, I guess, that Blue Point mm. did, in that it's mm. the same game, but it's kind of been redone. Um, uh, so, and it, but it's, it's raising so many questions, like. Did this really need to be done, especially after the PS4 remaster was decent yeah. um, at just sharpening everything up a little bit, making it 60 FPS? Mm. It's like, yeah, technology has moved on since they did that. Um, and this is going to be, you know, obviously for PS5 and stuff like that. And they're, they're using their new animation tech and they're using their, um, you know, new graphics tech and things like that to sharpen everything sure. up even more. Um but Is was that it really needed? hugely yeah. necessary? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess they're mi- they're doing minor tweaks to some of the shots, so like to to stage them better or make things more visible or maybe make it fit in with what they want to do next in the series. I don't know. It's <laughs> I just hope they don't do something stupid and fuck with it. Do well, a, do a Joel shot first. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have sort. Of, well, I mean, that was sort of true anyway. Well, you have yeah, I mean. As a Star Wars reference, uh, but they um, they have already said that there are some gameplay tweaks going into this, so it's not a a one hundred percent faithful thing. It's not intended to be that. Um, uh, in the in the show, they mentioned that they've done tweaks to the AI, um, 
and, and elements like that. Um, presumably, I guess, from what they've learned from part two and Uncharted. And so bring that new tech in, back in. Um, so it won't play the same. So if you're a real Last of Us fan, I guess you'll go in for this. But um, for everyone else, you've probably, you may have already played this twice and this might not be that interesting. <laughs> yeah. But they're going hard. Um, and they also allude to having another, because of course they would, they have another project, a very a super secret project in the works that no mm. one has managed to leak yet. <laughs> so they're happy about that. Good work. Okay. I mean, they've got to have a plan for what to do next after those series. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they, they did say that they've been able um, uh, to scale up um, <coughs> since Last of Us Part Two. Um, came out because of its success. Um, so then they are now a bigger, even bigger studio and can now run multiple projects at once, which is something they've stayed oh, away from in the past. Yeah. So that allows them to do that remake and be the remake and the multiplayer on. game and whatever secret project they're working on. Yeah. Still keep the quality up for each. Uh, that's the hope. <laughs> that's the dream. Hmm. That's the dream, man. Cool. Uh, yeah. So that was Summer Games Fest. Uh, D- Devolver were back with their their you know their element of madness in the uh, marketing countdown to marketing. It was a bit more smaller scale than some of their previous productions, but uh, it was still pretty good. It had Suda Fifty One as a mech. Um, oh, okay, <laughs> which is kind of madness. Um, yeah, a few things to, to to pick out from here. Like these are these were. Definitely more interesting games, I think, than um, okay. some of the stuff. But, you know, Devolver, that's what they do. Um, they pick out the weird. Uh, the developers of Broforce are putting out a new game called Angerfoot, which I think is a fantastic name because it seems to be about... It seems to be a very fast-paced uh, shooter, 3D shooter, um, with an emphasis on kicking stuff. Just, Anger foot. just getting your foot out there. <laughs> it's called a That's cool. Storm. Kinda, but without like, it's not a gravity boot this time or whatever that was. Well, you don't know that yet. <laughs> oh, well, maybe there is a gravity boot. Yeah, boot upgrades, <laughs> boot mods. Yeah, it, look, it looked it looked kind of nuts. Stood out. Um, uh, we've got. The Plucky Squire was my next pick. Um, that seems to be picking up quite a lot of love on on mm. Twitter, it seems. Because um, they did... Um, it's not the first game to do this, but they did a, a neat thing where they're, they're like, at the start of the trailer, they, it looked like a platformer being played out inside a book. And it's like, this feels very familiar. This has been done a few times recently, in fact. But they do the thing where you suddenly break out of the book and then you're in the... It's like you've discovered a whole new world, and it's like, oh, you're in the re- real world as a as a like it becomes a 3D platformer. But then there's sections where you can jump back into the 2D worlds of the things you encounter, like the graphics on those items and stuff like that. And there'll be little adventures within them. Mm. And it's like, ah, oh, this actually look quite looks looks kind of well, kind of a bit more to it than I was expecting. Nice, cool kind of got you know that sort of stuff that like was it mario odyssey does at times where you like go into 2d mode like picture that oh yeah but, but yeah with, like that's cool slight like, but with different scenarios for each one of the sort of 2d things you're going into mm. makes up the gameplay different yeah 2d scenarios yeah 
looks neat. Uh, and then if you hadn't had enough of um, indie skateboarding titles, um, <laughs> this one this birds. one might be at least a little different. Um, it's called Skate Story, and you play okay. a demon made out of glass and in a sort of really odd, sort of very dark world like we're, but we're, where you're chasing giant gemstones around as this dude made of glass mm. super stylish looking thing um no idea what it whether it's like i assume it's like story driven as opposed to being like a hardcore skate sim like session or <laughs> seems that way but if if, if, it's got a made of glass yeah it's it's, it's got a real it's, it's a standout look Definitely have it. Definitely check it out. Um, what was the other one with the? Oh no, that wasn't skating. It was uh, um, inline skates, right? With the kind of that looked like sable. Yeah, the sort of, um, what's it called? Sort of sail shady. Uh, that was roller drome. Roller drome. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that kind of thing going on at the moment. Mm. Just a uh, hold out for bomb rush, obviously. <laughs> when is that coming out? We don't know. They're just—they're still saying this year, but um, they haven't haven't uh, committed to a hard date yet. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that was the Devolver show. There were my picks from that. Um, the Epic Games Store did their own show, <laughs> uh, which I'm not sure they've done before. Um, a uh, couple of picks from that. Uh, we got to see a new Lord of the Rings game. Uh, Deep Rock Galactic... No, not quite. <laughs> it, was, oh. it, was, um, it was called Lord of the Rings Return to Moria, where you think you, you play oh. as a squad of dwarves. Uh, Mining, right. Kind of, yeah. yeah and, and trying to get back to... Uh, you'll have to forgive my lore knowledge. Is it, is it Canadoom? Casa Doom, um, it Casa just means yeah. is the same thing as Moria. I think it, it okay. it's just in in the dwarf language. It's Casa Doom, but it means it's the same thing. It's the same name as okay. Moria. Yeah. So it seems to be like, yeah, about dwarfs trying to get back to their homeland, I guess, or home cave, or yeah, groundland. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they keep having to abandon Moria because of the fucking Balrog. <laughs> That's inconvenient. Yeah, annoying. But yeah, that would be cool if they rip off Doug. Yeah, there's got, there's, there did seem to be quite a lot of, like, just, you know, pickaxes in the wall <laughs> action. It might be all right. I think it, I think it's... Mm. It, the thing that might put us off from playing it might be that I think, I think it's leaning a little bit into that shared world um, craft and survive style of game, which is becoming bigger and bigger, right? Like, mm. like playing games like Space Engine is in multiplayer, for instance. Um or Nightingale, which was also um, mentioned a few times. That seems to be a game that's going that direction as well. Um, so it might not be like persistent, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Like something, something that has world persistence, where I kind of like Deep Rocks, like just get in, get out, runs. Yeah. Still uh, caught my eye, at least. Dwarves. Uh, Goat Simulator Three is coming out this year. And I didn't realise they made a Goat Simulator 2. Because they didn't. That's mm. the joke. Is that the joke? Okay. Because <laughs> it's, it's the Dead Island 2 trailer that they ripped off. It is, yeah. So they, they called it Goat Simulator 3, obviously. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a great joke. 
Well, and also just because, you know, make it free when you haven't made it. <laughs> I mean, they did plenty of DLC for one, which you could argue might yeah, as well they, have been two. They did loads. <laughs> There's going to be another Goat Simulator. I mean, that was fairly inevitable. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised it's taken this I long. I mean, if two didn't, if two didn't <laughs> that's happen, a long yeah, time. That's, that's, yeah. That's, it's been a real long time. I've still got all that raw footage from the time I played it and recorded a load of it, a load of it in, the, in the thought that I might make a video out of it someday. I won't. <laughs> I'll just have that footage forever. Well, maybe you can find a way to splice it into footage of the new game at some point. <laughs> yeah, can you tell the difference? Uh, and we got another little look at that Disney kart racer as well that I still think looks pretty good like it's really low on the Fantasy League's hype level I noticed but it's uh, they showed off um, a, a silver screen uh, track where you, you drive into a cinema screen and everything's black and white you know like vintage Mickey Mouse mm. kind of kind of area yeah, it's a cart racer, but this looks like it might be a good one. How badly are they going to fuck up the free to play Marvel? Yeah, that is that is the big question because it is. Free we know what happened. We all know what happened with Chocobo Racing because that wasn't free to play, and yet it still tried to be. It somehow is, yeah. At the same time, it's um, except without the free part. Yeah, exactly. It was it's a free to play model in a very not free game. It's a it's another. Square getting Final Fantasy wrong with microtransactions thing. Ugh. I mean, the gameplay was probably all right, right? Has anyone actually talked about the gameplay in Chocobo Racing? I think they, people said Ooh. it was fine. Okay. <laughs> Just overshadowed by the model. Yeah. Um, so that was the epic show. Um, shout out to the Tribeca uh, Games show because... I like the way they did things in that show. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already picked out one game from it, and it's a game we've seen before. Um, but I kind of like they took a they took a slower approach to this show rather than just be like trailer, 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 trailer. They took the time to actually explain what the game is, um, mm. and then perhaps spent a little too much time talking to the de- developers about the game. Um, but the slower approach, I think, worked because it's like, right, no, I understand what this is now. I understand what you're going for. Um, thank you. <laughs> Rather than just showing me pictures and flashy stuff, I now actually know what you're trying to do. That's great. Um, just, you know, you don't have... You could probably cut a good third off that off the length of the segments and it would still be fine. Um, but yeah, shout out for doing it slightly differently. Um mm. The the game uh, I want to pick out is um, the one one we've seen before called Thirsty Suitors, and it's the one about um, uh, I say the one where you it's a uh, you're effectively you're you're a girl of Indian heritage uh, returning to her hometown classic style and meeting uh, people and you haven't you're you're a bit of a hot mess you've had bad relationships in the past and you're meeting several of them and your mum's trying to set you up um, so get prepared right. for <laughs> for angsty argument battles and uh, cook-offs <laughs> <laughs> sounds dramatic it's it's got a real style to it it looks pretty cool. Cool. Uh, What's it called? Uh, Thirsty Suitors. Thirsty Suitors. Lol. That sounds great. It's decent. Yeah. 
if, if there's one thing you watch behind the, the the Tribeca stuff, go watch that. It's it's um yeah, it looks, that game looks decent. Uh, and the final thing that I think's happened before the uh, Xbox thing. Sorry if I've missed any of the shows. There's been a lot of them in quick succession. I I watched as many as I could. Um, it was the Future Games show returned? Um, oh yeah. And I've actually picked out quite a, quite a bit from this because there's quite a lot of like these are not these are definitely not AAA titles, but in a, but in a way that makes them more interesting. These are like like mm. middle ground indies, like not super tiny, not super big, um, uh, and as a result, there's quite a lot of interesting uh, interesting stuff here, at least to me. Um, I think we've talked about it before. But there's a game being made called Outpost that has absolutely nothing to do with the ancient turn-based strategy games Outpost and Outpost 2. Mm. Um, well, I think it's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> but Because this trailer actually is looks like it's a, a first-person shooter RTS hybrid game. And it's like, Ooh. that's interesting. CNC Renegade. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, um, what was it, Battlezone, I guess. Oh, yeah, Battlezone, yeah. But like that was hover. Yeah, I guess I guess you could hover go tanks, on foot yeah. on that as well. Um, they showed more of the FPS stuff than they did the RTS stuff, but there definitely were some shots in that where it looked looked RTSy, and it's like, well, this is interesting. Incoming. <laughs> God, but those those were like very Stupid. specific yeah. sections, weren't they? Obviously, um, yeah, yeah. To the point where they actually had a specific setting in Incoming where you could say, "I don't want to play those." Yeah. <laughs> You could just play the game without any of that. Uh, yeah, looks kind of cool. Looks looks pretty interesting. Um, uh, the team behind uh, Cat Dog Puzzler Fogs are making a downhill racer um, called Tray Racers. Um, not Ray Tracers, Tray Racers. Mm-hmm. It's quite confusing. Um, uh, that's due out next year. Um, and it's got the it's got the s- similar sort of blown out color palette that Fogs had, but also has that kind of grotesque Nickelodeon vibe going in its character designs. Do you remember mm. like how like they used to draw children in like Rugrats and yeah? Was it was it Rocket Power? Was that a sh- was that a Nickelodeon yeah, show? Yeah, that was a show. Yeah, I'm getting those sorts of vibes from how they how the kids mm. look in this, and it's like I don't know if I like that. <laughs> Mm, but it's but, kind of a weird look. But yeah. it's a look. Mm. Um, also, the game looks kind of fun. It's just just like sliding down sand dunes on trays, and stuff happens Sweet. around you. It, 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 yeah, looks kind of <laughs> looks kind of cool. Great um, glacial speed racing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Robo Beat is um I'm going to make a mention too. They, they were we did see a little bit of Metal Hellsinger. Uh, I think in the SGF show. Which is that rhythm shooter, uh, Doom-like rhythm shooter, where the, the actions you take have to happen on the beat and they to be effective. Um, mm-hmm. Which has got a hell of a soundtrack behind it, um, by the sounds of it. Um, but this, uh, which is coming out later this year, and looks pretty cool. Um, but Robo Beat seems to be the same idea, but they've gone in a neon-soaked EDM direction. Mm. Um, so shout out to them for doing the same thing but twisting it up enough that it looks fun um so yeah that that caught my eye um uh morbid metal a roguelite 
character action game. So you want your Bayonetta or Devil May Cry style combat? You got it. And now you get it in roguelite form. It looked good. Um, it looked a bit early, but it looked good. Um, and now possibly these next two games are probably my picks of the show so far. Um, Turbo Golf Racing. Get hype. What if Rocket League was golf? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That is exactly what this is. It's like you, you're driving a car, hitting a massive ball down a massive golf course, and it's a race to get your your ball to the end. Um, and there's there's like loads of people doing it at the same time, so there's balls everywhere. It looks great. Um, it honestly looks great. <laughs> cool. Is that a little similar to that Mario Golf mode where you have to run, chase the ball down the yeah, kind of, but you're in cars down the fairway, but you're in cars, yeah. How do you? And then you find your own ball again, and try to get it. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't. I don't think there's any sort of like you have to wait for it to stop or anything like that. It's just like just keep going, right. just keep whacking it. It's rocket. It's Rocket League. <laughs> right. You could aerial it as it's coming down. If you were yeah, they didn't. Enough. They didn't show two. There are some flight mechanics. They didn't show it being quite so rockety as Rocket League. Mm. But maybe they're holding some of that back for for now, or maybe they have to make limits to that to make it so you can't just dribble it immediately into the hole if you're really good. Mm. Um. Cool. But yeah, that that really caught my eye. I was I was like sort of giggling to myself a little bit when I saw this. Like, hee hee, this looks sweet. Um, uh, it's going into early access in August, uh, and it's on Game Pass, so I will probably be checking that out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and the next one looked real interesting as well. Um, so since Portal happened and Portal Two happened, there's been a number of attempts to try and match it, right? I guess I guess the one we played that got closest was maybe Kube to sort of capturing that portal essence. You played that, didn't you, Zach? Yeah. Um, uh, so this is a similar sort of thing, like puzzle platformer, first-person-y sort of thing, but where the main mechanic this time is your Blink's the time sweeper and can <laughs> move stuff about in time um, with your gun instead of making portals. And the gun is the thing that talks to you in a humorous AI voice, um, as opposed to being the antagonist. But maybe it is the antagonist. Who knows? Well, I never got around to playing that semi-official mod of Portal Two, whatever it's called, Portal Reloaded. Oh, right, yeah, it's the time travel portal. Yeah, <laughs> I should probably get around to that at some point. Maybe I've seen a speed run of that. That looks good. <laughs> But that was more like literally, that's literally Portal, but with time travel rather than yeah, yeah. a game based around time travel. It's, it's like, yeah, there's like two different versions of the same level at the same time, right? Is, yeah. is, is, is what it really means. Uh, yeah, so shout out to the Entropy Center. It's got a cool plot line as well. The idea is that they're trying to figure out how to... Um, uh, gain enough energy through these experiments that they can turn back time on the entire planet Earth, which is now reaching a million degrees centigrade and is exploding. Um, <laughs> so it's yep. to, to save the Earth by turning its entire timeline backwards. Yeah, all the way back <laughs> to when things were not exploding. Yeah, looks good. It's out later this year. Um, cool. Uh, 
Yeah, I think I'll uh, skip over a few things here. Uh, they're making a making. Uh, there was a, quite a few simulators turned up in this show, um, but oh, the yeah. the beer making simulator might have been the um, <laughs> highlight. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 an annoying one, right? Because it's like, why would I make a beer that I can't drink? <laughs> but you learn how to do it. I, I, I <laughs> guess not really. Yeah. I, I mean, I got... never. Totally succeed. I think it's got a fairly accurate. I mean, they show bits like where you're like, there's a checklist of the steps you have to go through, and it's like, and then you can advance time on a cow. Like, How long? He's like, let's go a month. <laughs> let's let it brew for a month. And it's like, yeah, I suppose that's accurate. Um, but I want to drink it. <laughs> um, some, some good looking beer. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a um, uh, one for Zach here. There's a uh, there's another sort of transport e tile tra- transport tycoon style game coming, um, that has that is just called Sweet Transit. Sweet Sweet Transit. It's like that's a that's a great name. Mm. Um, how does it look? I mean, it's not really about how those games look, is it? They, no, you know, but you had, know, it had rails really. and you made train lines and things like that. And, you know, it's one of those. It looked like you were connecting resources together to transit things the transport game just seems like that genre was kind of perfected so long ago <laughs> yeah but maybe not perfected but yeah i mean i have to admit this didn't look too different if that's um i don't know whether that's a good or a bad thing i guess we'll see how sweet it is uh they're making a moomin game snufkin melody of moomin valley Seems like it's taken a long time for that to happen, really. Yeah. I mean, I bet there's, I bet there has been some like ancient NES game or something oh, in the eighties. Almost certainly. <laughs> yeah. There, there must be, there must be something from the time Moomin was still on TV, right? Hmm. Yeah, guaranteed. There's several old Moomin games, I'm sure. I mean, this this looks Moominy, so it's got that going for it. You know, the art style's neat. It's not about you being a Moomin, though. You're this character called Snufkin, who's like... You're the other character. Yeah, you're, you're, just, you're, you're, you're in the Moomin world. Moomins will feature. Well, um, maybe, yes. One would hope. But will there be a comet that's about to destroy the planet? <laughs> <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> Snufkin seems to dislike rules. That's all I can tell you. So maybe the rules of the comet can be broken. <laughs> Uh, finally, I think I'd and heard finally. about. I think I'd heard about this before, but it's still I couldn't quite believe my eyes when I saw this next one. It's a little game called with a very uh, inauspicious name, Pow World. Pow World. Yeah, P A L World. P A L. Okay. And I think someone's made the Pokemon Pokemon open world Pokemon game you want, and then given everything guns. What? It is the weirdest thing. <laughs> uh, okay. And I can't quite work out if that's amazing or not. <laughs> so it's so have they got your own cre- you know its own set of creatures that you. Very, collect and train very pokemon like looking creatures yeah okay but they have machine guns uh, at some points yes yes they do there was even some massive thing that seemed to open its like 
flippery arms and they were just rocket launchers like a mech oh, like, like mech hanging warrior. out underneath its arms <laughs> that's, oh, dude that's crazy it is weird looking it's got that sort of like it's another one of those games that actually seems to feature that sort of like hyper real look oh, to right, it okay. as well um it was it was it Doke V that the, the Korean game that's been, that showed up for the last few years or something the the sort of Korean dance party Pokemon sort of game it looks very similar to that actually in some ways um, that sort of yeah the way the lighting works that sort of look you know mm. uh, yeah just just go watch that thing I can't I can't fathom this it's 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 strange. There's just a shot where there's just a load of like sheep like Pokemon like behind some sandbags with with, with like mounted guns. <laughs> like, what is going on here? Bizarre. These cute ass sheep are firing at me. That's very worms, yeah. <laughs> well it's like an, it, it, they showed some <coughs> gameplay and it is like uh like it, it seems to play like a third person shooter. Like hmm. You're just oh, a really? dude in like this Pokemon army. <laughs> oh, do you, so do you have control of a? You have, you have a control Pokemon of a guy. It seems a um, guy. Okay, with a gun. With or, guns. Yeah. Okay, and you're fighting these Pokemon, but some are on your side. Or? So, yeah, I think so. Hmm. I, th- I think in an open world. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, it looks it looks okay. fairly open. Hmm. Bizarre. What a weird thing. I, I definitely go look that up. Even if you don't care, just go look, look, look up. And it's like it, you just got to see this. It's so it's like it just it is breaks it me slightly. Western. <laughs> and that's the news. Mm. Well, I guess you did miss we- the IGN one, but whatever. Oh, <laughs> not not much anything to talk about. The only reason I wanted to mention it because in the vein of maybe IGN's fucking up how they're showing Sonic Frontiers. I felt like from the... I very briefly skimmed through this from the IGN video, but like it seems like they kind of fucked that up as well, but in a different way. Because they... I think they're doing doing a bad thing for the developers in, that they've gotten videos for by clustering together similar games. Because when you see right. videos of like three different basically Stardew clones, yeah, it becomes yeah. very forgettable. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, you get a. Uh, I, I don't think. I don't think. I don't know if Wholesome have done a show yet. Like, right? There's usually last couple of years. There's been like the Wholesome Game Show, right? Right. Yeah. And um, uh, you, I, I think you end up falling into a bit of a hole even with that, even when they're not the same games. Like, put next to because they're also like feel goody, mm. um, uh, emotional or not, or just like happy friendly titles they, they end up sort of blending together a little too much or this year's Eurovision for instance with the ballad segment <laughs> all the ballads became one yeah all yeah. smushed together yeah I, yeah I'm kind of with you it's like it's I can see why they would do that because it's like oh you like FPS's right Here, here's, here's a load the of ones them that you want but I think you yeah I think for a, for a successful show you need a bit of a rise and fall and a bit of a bit of movement in your genres i mean i feel like if you're the developer of, of a game like that and you're put right next to two other games that look almost identical that probably is really annoying yeah how do you 
what is your standout feature then? Yeah, like, you, like, you really struggle to get that especially across. because in a lot of trailers like that is the graphics is the thing because you can't really show gameplay that easily in a trailer. No, I mean you can. You can actually try and show gameplay rather than CG, which oh, is sure. which is you know but one it, thing. when it's a Stardew Valley esque pixel art thing, it's just like here's the pixel art of this game, and that's yeah, it's the nuance is lost, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a, a few of those that were shown in the other shows. Um, I don't know if they showed up in the IGN ones as well, mm. right? Um, but um, I kind of skipped over those. There was, yeah, there was definitely a couple of Star Dewey looking things. Farming. Yeah. There'll be farms. Cult of the Lamb seems to turn up quite a lot as well. Is that like by the don't starve people it looks a lot like don't starve he's sort of i don't think so no is it someone trying to just do that style maybe Anywho, that 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 game seems to turn up at like every marketing event <laughs> it's like it's, it's everywhere calm down guys calm down yeah. uh have i left anything out has there been any other interesting news do we want to talk about Giant Bomb? Given that, like, this podcast is pretty inspired by yeah, the Bombcast back pretty, in the day. Pretty directly by the original Bombcast crew. Yeah. Uh, and now the last one of those original crew members has left Giant, left Giant Bomb for reasons unknown. Yeah. He, Jeff Gersman is still a threat, I guess. <laughs> he's still a threat. He's still doing stuff. He's, he's he doing. He started he's, a Patreon. Uh, yeah. He's going to make a ton of money out of that, I expect. Oh, he started sure. a, well, started in, in a, exact proportion to how much less giant bombs are going to make, presumably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. All those subscribers are going to stop on that side and just move over to this other one. Like, I really don't have a problem with the new giant bomb crew. I think they're they're all right. Like, but they're not yeah. they're not the original crew. Like to me, right? There, there was a no. chemistry there that has that, that isn't quite matched these days, and it's like no, they were right. I think like. I, I really get on with Jan and Jason in particular. They they're like they're great, but um, Doctor Hockey. So, um, but yeah, it's um, Giant Bomb is now no longer any of the members that Giant Bomb was known for. That's the problem. But there was another announcement of a joiner to Giant Bomb. Ah, uh, uh, yes, Dan yeah. Reichert as creative director yeah. is returning to Giant Bomb. I mean, he's not an original member, but he's a key part no. of what <laughs> of Giant Bomb's middle years. So it's good that he's back. I guess that's how they're kind of trying to get some continuity going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah he's Jeff. been off doing his own thing for a, a few years now. and Yeah, uh, lots um, of wrestling stuff, I think. Yeah, he was a bit big on that. And he's also he has been running his own sort of gamey thing on the side um, mm, mm. Uh, for a long time. That's been and then, marginally well-received, i say. <laughs> marginally, and then that's a bit harsh. Do, yeah. The rest of the original crew, or some of them, have their next lander streaming, right? Which isn't like a big website, like no, Giant Bombs, very, but it is. Yeah, it's pretty low key. Um, I think I saw that uh, they learned that Jeff had left Giant Bomb like live on stream because they were streaming, doing Alex playing Mass Effect, and uh, it popped up in their chat. That was kind of interesting. <laughs> that might be fun to watch. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I only saw it on Twitter the day he was leaving. And I was mm. just, I, was, I, I don't often reply to things on Twitter, but this time was just the one occasion where all I typed was, What? <laughs> yeah. 
So all the all the conspiracy theories are clearly true that he was only staying on that he was forced into staying on for a certain number more months after the contracts were and everyone else left and then he had, and then he got out. <laughs> clearly, it's all true. Is that the? I mean, it could be true, right? I don't know. I think he's just with CBS. I think he's doing what is becoming a, uh, an increasingly common thing amongst games journalists that they get a family, and that seems yeah, to sure. really mess with their ability to do their do their jobs. I guess, um, but he clearly plans to do his own thing and make it a success. I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, and, he, and his job in, in like recent times in Giant Bomb had changed a lot, anyway. Sure. Yeah. I think he had to do a lot of management stuff and he was sick of it. That's what I get. The yeah, impression. I bet. I bet. Yeah. Um, now he doesn't have to do any of that. Um, and he, so he did a Twitch stream and then started a podcast, you know, by putting the audio of that up. And like, it's quite funny how that's like already like number five in the iTunes charts. Or whatever. Really? <laughs> yeah. It, it's called like the get the Jeff Gersman show and it, uh, and it has like a, like a startled picture of him like a really like cool like dod stupid like you know uh art compared to all the professional art of all the podcasts it looks really weird. <laughs> yeah, right. it's like orange and then guess what the uh, subtitles or tagline of the podcast is uh large explosive a podcast about video games hey <laughs> this is a podcast about video games this is yeah, the that's what he says still on our damn tagline again still on our tagline <laughs> Oh, well, never mind. Yeah. So we shall see. I don't know. I mean, it seems like him on his own talking, you know, talking to the mic, he's going to need some guests and things to make that work um, long term. Um, sure. But yeah. Yeah. Interesting times. Good luck to you, Jeff. Yeah. You're a legend. Get back to the science. That's what we really want. Get back to the science of fighting games. <laughs> That would just be I mean, that would is. just become his like guest feature on Giant Bomb. Whenever he comes back to town, it's like let's yeah, lock yeah. out a few more fighting games. Just just get Ben and Jason in to talk about the science. <laughs> they need the I mean, full list. They need of... to get back to the ranking. It's the important bit. It's like serendipitous, but there's a bunch of Street Fighter Six news at the moment. There so is. he's talking oh, yeah. he's talking heavily about. I accidentally missed that. Street Fighter Six, yeah. Yeah. With an open worldy bit. Street Fighter Six has a roamy world part. I mean, it's mandatory now. Bit. All games have to have overworld. You know, fighting games? Street Fighter, yeah. I don't, know, I don't know. I can't think of like a pure fighting game do that before. No. Um, no it's cool. New. Also, I, yeah. quite, I quite like the look of this one. Something about Street Fighter Five wasn't all that appealing, but they've sort of gone more... The more I look at this, like they've gone more realistic, I think, with their art style. Yeah. Like they're not in that. Yeah, they have. Street Fighter Five felt like a bit too in, in a sort of middle ground, weird place. Like mm. it wasn't quite as stylized as Street Fighter Four, um, but was still a bit stylized. And as a result, it didn't really work. Whereas I think that like at, they seem to be like just dropping a lot of the style here in terms of like the three D world. And maybe they had to to mm. make it work for the roamy bit. Maybe that's why. It looks as it looks, but I kind of like how it looks. I don't know. Everyone's wide, but <laughs> aside from that. Yeah, it's definitely got a cool look. And they fixed their it's logo. It's not out next year, though, is it? It's not until like 2023 or something. No, I, I, think, it's, I think it's quite a way off, yeah. Mm. But it looked like pretty, pretty 
ready to go in a lot of ways with what they've shown sure and with the characters they have i suppose they'll just have to add and balance like that's the thing characters. i don't think they want to have the same make the same mistake they did with street fighter 5 which launched with next to no content right it had a yeah had a basic yeah. lineup of characters but like nothing around the edges and yeah. it's um i think they've learned from it, it looks like they've learned from that and it's like let's put yeah. a let's pull a fully featured product out and for the love of god please do that just yeah don't hold things back just uh you know don't hold things back behind after launch like launch with everything you want there and hold back characters for dlc because i know you'll do that and then and that's fine but also this new thing is interesting i don't know i like the idea of it i like the idea yeah it's certainly looking hopeful if it helps like an absolute Street Fighter novice like myself learn it, then maybe it, then maybe that, maybe I'm in. Street Fighter, I've always found Street Fighter so impenetrable. It's like I want to be somewhat competent at it, but it just requires a level of discipline I've never had. Mm. And it's like perhaps if this this mode acts as a way of training you, then that's that can only be a good thing. Absolutely. Street Fighter, man. Street Fighter. All right. We're done with news. That was quite a <laughs> loads of news. It's June. Plenty of news. It's it's June June miss. And there'll be there'll yeah. be even more of it next time because Well, hopefully. Well, maybe not maybe not more in terms of volume, but there'll be more news because Xbox is yeah. happening right now. And we'll find out all about it. All right then. Time for what you've been playing. I think Zach, you better tell us what you've been up to. Well, not much really. Rob's done the news. That's the main thing. Nothing except nothing. A reasonable amount of Dirk, I guess. Me trying to grind my way through season two, which it, I don't know. I haven't got. I haven't gone gone into full grind mode yet. Hmm. I'm not just doing four egg egg hunts for maximum efficiency yet. <laughs> right. I'm just trying to do whatever I need to do to clear the season missions, and I'm still trying to get all the cores every week or whatever when mm. the weekly core hunt thing comes up and the deep dive, if I can be bothered with that. The deep dive this week was kind of ridiculous as well. The regular deep dive. I haven't even done an elite one because they're too hard <laughs> to do mm. solo anyway. Do you reckon they're doable with two or do you, is it like a full squad style hard? Well, I don't know because the like the problem is, of course, the level scaling. Like even mm. the, the jump between solo and two is actually quite severe like you you wouldn't have thought it's you would thought, you would fit you would imagine it was like smooth but it's not it's like the jump between just by yourself and multiplayer. any multiplayer at all is actually fairly significant what's that in terms, what just in terms of volume of stuff that appears yeah right i guess i've never played solo still so it's... And i mean there is some damage scaling as well so stuff does get extra health even in with only two people right but yeah the, it's just that like you know the elite deep dive starts at, at hazard four and gets harder. So, <laughs> and I could only <laughs> right, and, we, and, we, and we've never played a five. No, and I've I only I tried an elite deep dive once and then died immediately. But that was mainly because it was a, an elimination mission on the first level. Oh god! So right. I was just like, I wasn't really, and that was ages ago. So I hadn't really, you know, unlocked all the equipment and prepared myself for an elimination. Mm. If I did it nowadays, I'd probably be fine because I'd be using the engineer with this yep. grenade launcher of the, death. The, <laughs> the rail gun. I'd probably be fine at level uh, level four, but then by the time you get to the last stage of the elite deep fives and you're at, and you're actually in, you know, 
effectively hazard five plus a bit, then that's going to be real difficult. But yeah, the one this week, the regular deep deep dive this week was very nearly screwed me immediately because it was just like the first mission was a point extraction. So just oh. like that's easy, just like collect the get, especially when you're in solo. Obviously, as I said before, it's just like just send the robot out to get the stuff yeah, and yeah. just bring it back to the middle. But the terrain generation had basically you had the the collection platform in the middle of this big open room, but on either side of the platform there was just like vertical drop pits that I immediately oh, wow. accidentally ran into and nearly died. Huh. But luckily, because I was the engineer, I like shot a platform under myself and it negated almost all of the full damage. Yeah, nice. So I didn't die. But then I was in a big hole. Mm. That's like, well, now I have to get out of that hole. Which is a huge problem. <laughs> but it wasn't a fairly ridiculous bit of trade generation to just have. And because I didn't, like, it was pretty much I just ran straight into it because it was just like, <laughs> it was just over a lip. And I was just like, right, right. <laughs> it's like oh, no. As I was trying to fight off the massive shit that always happens at the start of like mm. point extractions and egg hunts where yeah, you drop into a big room and everything just everything's that's there. there. Yeah. But yeah, I got that. I got through that. It was the goddamn fungus bogs, which, you know, one of the more annoying environments. Actually, the last part of that deep dive was also quite annoying because it was a shield disruption. And in the fungus bogs, where there's bunches of poisons, poisonous gas all over the place, so you're constantly taking damage, you're constantly getting shipped away by having to run past all these goddamn stinky mushrooms. Wait, shield disruption? Is that like a mini version of the caretaker or...? No, shield disruption is that is the one where you you don't have shields. Oh, sorry, the modifier, yeah. right? Not the mission type. Got you. It was quite yeah, that kind of sucks. Quite annoying, and also because if if you're doing a shield disruption in a normal mission, you can set yourself for it by setting all your buffs to the health version rather than the shield version. But because it's the end of the deep dive, and you, you don't know, <laughs> you don't know that, and you've pre mm. you've already pre built yourself for the regular missions, mm. that made it quite difficult right at the end. And at the start, I did briefly think I was going to be able to make it on the like forty-five minute achievement, hmm. but that that last level was a, like a salvage mission with shield disruption. I was like, I'm never going to make, That's, I'm never yeah. going to do this fast. Yeah. Got to be real careful. And there was a bolt detonator in that mission as well. God, <laughs> luckily it spawned miles away, so I just sniped it with the grenade launcher. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was yeah. like, "That's good." That must look pretty cool taking one of those out at range. <laughs> yeah, you actually see the whole explosion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bulk detonators on salvage missions are always the worst, especially in solo, because someone has to stay in the zone. Mm. And then if a bulk detonator walks up to you, what the fuck do you do? <laughs> Got no choice. You have to leave. Yeah. And then even if you kill it, there's now a giant crater on top of the point where you have to stand. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that. That's Bordeaux was the main thing that I played. Bordeaux. And then a bit of Rocket League. And I very briefly went into Oxygen Not Included because the Clay is doing their summer thing where they basically just time updates for all of their games. Okay. Yeah. So there was an update for Oxygen Not Included, which introduced like a couple of new animals and a few other random things, but mainly seemed to be like, here's some optimizations and bug fixes. And I was like, hell yeah, optimizations. But doesn't really save me on my ancient ass computer. Right. It's like running at normal speed, you gain like five to ten more frames per second, but <laughs> every other speed it's still in garbage down. I mean five to ten frames, that's not a that's not a small improvement. That's, yeah, pretty, that's pretty decent. But the the problem is like you don't 
you want to be able to speed it up. <laughs> like you don't want to be sitting there at normal speed. You want to be able to be speeding through things, mm. which you can still do. Like the game, you know, the frame rate is is not tied to like the game update rate exactly. Right. Like it, it it's sacrificing frames to update the game essentially. Yeah, yeah. So you can still run at like triple speed if you need to get through things, but you'll be watching like a five frames per second. Yeah, your ability to react is decreased because you can't see half of. Yeah. You can't see a good portion of the time that's passing. And you can't really follow it or anything. Like, yeah. if you try and scroll the camera while you're in, in that lower frame rate, it gets real yeah. janky. That can't be easy. So you basically just have to, like, set your camera up and then speed up for a while and then go back to normal so you actually mm. need to interact with it in any way. <laughs> but yeah, I guess getting some frames back is good on normal speed. How do you feel about that new Rocket League season? The... Uh... Was it the luxurious season? Well, yeah, like the film premiere season, I the guess. The gaudy season. <laughs> they described some of their items. It's like gaudy items. I mean, Lots of as, gold. As if probably. all the items in Rocket League weren't already gaudy. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I hope they, they nail it a little better than... Because cartoon season ended up being a little disappointing, so I'm hoping that they land this one a little better. A little well, stronger. I mean, Stick to the theme, damn it. The last two haven't been that great. No. The wild west ish season yeah but at least we got a new arena out of that one but um i mean well, i mean technically we are new arena, but not because it's just mega it's, it's a re- tokyo but reskin it's a reskin yeah it's a bad reskin um i suppose we're getting gilded utopia this time so not truly a <laughs> yeah, new environment but like yeah a slightly modified environment um i'm still like I haven't quite hit the end of. I've got only got a couple of days left in the damn season, and I haven't quite hit the level target. No, um, so I'm gonna have to grind that out a bit over the next couple of days. Was it Tuesday's the last day, isn't it? So yeah, I, I, I can do it. I can do it. I can make this. <laughs> yeah, still no, still no hint of when season three of Dirk is gonna happen. So I'm still, I'm still good on that front. Yeah. And and we now know that when they announce it, it's probably a month away. Yeah. <laughs> so I can not grind maybe quite so hard. Yeah, on the... I'm not sure it's even worth it, to be honest, like going full grind. No, I mean, probably not. Especially now that I'm at the point where I've like got everything out of the hidden, the lost packs or whatever. Yeah. And also like stuff goes back into the pool, right? So you're, oh, yeah, that's what that, I mean. that stuff will go back in. So you'll, just, you'll be able because to get I've, it. Because yeah. I've got everything out of the hidden packs. If when they do put new stuff from the season in there, I can just get it immediately in theory. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm done with weapon overclocks now. So I've, mm. only, I've only got cosmetic overclocks to get. Nice. There does seem to be a lot more of them than I, Every time I'm like, how have I not, have I never seen this skin or this victory move? And I'm just like, and then that just like, as soon as I see it, because they're all class specific as well. Yeah, yeah, so as yeah. soon as I see it, I'm like, well, I've got to get that four, three more times, evidently, yeah, yeah, for all yeah. the other classes. <laughs> There's just way more of these. I do wonder if maybe some of the victory moves are class specific. Maybe depends what they're carrying, I guess. Or well, I yeah, well, I don't. They, know. they I, tend not to carry stuff, do they? Do in the end sequence? Yeah, or? I mean, I don't think it would be uh, they'd be class specific due to what class it is, as much as it just like would be a thing that would just randomly be class specific. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird because I a new one that I got last time I played was like there's that one where you have the like swarmer and then 
there's there's actually the thing is i had two different versions you have the one where you pull out a dead swarmer and drop it on the ground not have, seen that you have the one where you pull out a live swarmer and then like stomp on it not seeing that. And then I've got the third version of that, which was totally new to me, where you pull out a Lysaur and just punt it. <laughs> Not seeing that either. No. Nope. <laughs> Those sound kind of cool. Yeah. Because the name came up as like Swarmer Kick, and I was like, wait, wasn't it called Swarmer Stomp? And it's like, oh no, that's actually a different one. <laughs> it's another one. <laughs> Those, uh, the Swarmer. Oh, right, no, the little, the little, the little Griffins, yeah. I mean, they could have all those, again, just with the shredders, right? <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if there are any specific ones like that with robots. The robot ones. There's obviously the ones that have been in Season 1 and 2 have been like the one for the loot bug and the pickaxe throw. And... Mm. I remember what the other one was. And I mean, there's a couple more, obviously, at the end of Season 2 that we haven't got to yet. Mm. See what those are. But yeah, that, that's pretty much everything that I did. Didn't really do anything. <laughs> I'm just waiting for a Steam sale at this point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. I think I'm going yeah. to get some new game. Need something. Yeah. Something new. Well, if we if we get done with uh, stabbing, you can end up with my copy of Stabby Stab to go solo for a while. I could. Fulfill your stabbing dreams. That is very tempting. <laughs> to just grind some of that out. I did. There was that brief moment a couple of weekends ago when I thought about playing Breath of the Wild again. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I haven't yet. <laughs> well, it's like the only reason I didn't was because it wasn't installed, so I had to download it. And I started downloading, mm. and then I was just like, going away from it, I never came back. I, was like, yeah. <laughs> I haven't quite managed to get back into being tempted into playing the whole of Breath of the Wild again. Oh, you've only got to wait for three sweet months before Splatoon happens. <laughs> oh, that's true. we only got to wait. Have long until Breath of the Wild 2 comes out. And that's a reason to wow. start playing it now, right? We, we, <laughs> get, through, get through Breath of the Wild 1 again so you're fully refreshed on the whole of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> so you can be at maximum skill. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> that's true, yeah. It's going to be pretty transferable. Well, that's, that is going to be kind of weird, admittedly. Just like. What, to go from Hyrule Warriors to, well, to no, back I, to the real game? <laughs> no, I mean. Going to a new game, but it's the same game. It's always weird like that with games when it's a direct sequel and well, we you already have all plays. the skills. I mean, we don't really know how it plays though yet. Well, it right? looks like it plays very similar. I mean, he runs around and uses the Seeker Slate and whatnot. Have, we, have they shown any gameplay? Yeah. Have where I? He's using the Slate Towers, like the reverse time ball when he's running up the, the hill. Reverse time thing, yeah. Oh, I must have missed that. <laughs> where the boulder goes back up the hill. It's yeah. only a brief shot, isn't it? But. But it definitely looks like, you know, he's doing the Seeker Slate animation the same and everything. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, yep, that sure looks like they reused that like, like engine or whatever. Hmm. All right. I can get behind that. I mean, there might, you know, there's always that suspicion that maybe there's something ridiculously new, like you play a Zelda and then it will turn into Home <gasps> Warriors. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean, that, that was always the suspicion, wasn't it? Yeah. Many characters. Although, as we, uh, now that we have played Hyrule Warriors, that's going to be real disappointing for us. <laughs> like, it's not going to be yeah. as ridiculous as Hyrule Warriors. Now, no, of course not. <laughs> not we're not going to summon random carts out of the sky. <laughs> no. Drop so much ice. But yeah, I'm still, you know, got to maybe get round to Rogue Legacy 2 at some point. <laughs> mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. 
Oh, Would that be in the sale, or have you got that already? No, I mean I missed it. It had a launch came, sale. It had a launch yeah. sale. So now I'm waiting uh, for the Steam okay. sale to see if it maybe goes back to the same amount of sale. Maybe, which is possible, but it's quite soon mm. for a sale. Mm. I don't think I don't think Rogue Legacy Two has had the the legs of people uh, eulogising about it that the first game did. Well, it was a different time. Yeah, <laughs> the first yeah, game was completely different. Absolutely, yeah, different time. And in these different times, what have you been playing, Rob? In these different times, a lot more cyberpunk. Still trying to crank my way through that. I reached what what the game describes as a uh, point of no return. Okay, oh. but I'm not sure if it's a point of no return, meaning it's like, hey, you're you're going to be locked out from doing the main stuff, the the open world for a while. Or I don't really know what it means. Basically. Yeah, well, it's like, what could it mean? Yeah, like, does it shut off a huge chunk of the map or something? Like, is it temporary, or do I come back to this once I've finished it? Like, um, do I come back? Yeah, do I, do, do I get a chance to finish stuff off? Like, or do I just reload back to this point if I want to finish stuff off? I don't know. Uh, yeah. So also, been, is it like literally the end of the game or not? I, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> yeah. I'm 47 hours in at this point, um, and I encountered that point of no return about 10 hours ago. <laughs> So since then, I've just been doing side stuff um, because there's loads of it and trying to finish off because there's 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 like several grades of side stuff, right? There's like side stuff that is attached to things you've already done in the main quest and are like, oh, you know this person now and now they're going to do now. There's a storyline involving them, right? That's not 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 key to the main plot, but something about the main plot splinters off into this other one. So I want to. I think I want to try and get those done before I go into the point of no return and perhaps cut myself off from them if that like, because i don't know right like maybe i should do those main ones um uh and i made a bit of an effort to try and gun down the achievement for one area because the the achievements in this game work for like do all of the gigs and all of the all of the ncpd um side hustles uh in the in, a, in this area of the map and it's like so i've done all the gigs i can see and but now it leads the problem is is I didn't realise the thing about the NCPD hustles until after I went back and read that achievement description again. It's like, oh, those only appear if you drive next to them or nearby to them on the map. Right. And then so you they, just have to drive around a bunch. It, yeah. <laughs> and then they ping up and there's quite a lot of those. So it's like maybe I won't go chasing that after all. I've already maxed out my I've spoken before on the on the cast about how many damn stats there are in this game. Um and it's like I've already maxed out my street cred stat, right. which seems to be the one you get the most of for doing these little side hustle things. And it's like, well, I've maxed that out now. So what am I really getting out of this? And it's like, oh, I'll be, I guess I'll be boosting my little stats a little bit and um, perhaps getting a tiny bit of money and a tiny bit of actual character level. Um, but it's not a huge use of my time anymore. Um, it's not it's not a great benefit to me to start to keep chasing all this stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm going to try and focus on these main, quote unquote, main side missions as much Does, as I can. Do the achievements track it like fully? <laughs> like, can you actually see how many there are in total? Well, I think so. In which case, that means I'm not anywhere near it. Like, even for the area I focused on, right? Like, I'm at like forty percent or something up that up the progress bar on Xbox. I feel like, like that was the that's the problem where you get like in back in the days of like Just Cause Two and Red Fraction Gorilla, where it's just like here's every goddamn thing you have you have to kill every one of these red dots in this entire zone. So <laughs> yeah, to grind away at it. Man, I don't think I ever did any of those. Um, 
yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot, and it's um. I think I'm starting to now get like this is this is credit to it. I think now I'm getting fatigued, right? Like by cyberpunk, it's like somehow against all the odds, right? In some yeah. way, despite all my criticisms and and slight mehness to the whole thing, it's it's been holding me. Um, it's held your interest, yeah, yeah, for um, a long time, yeah. I mean, I've encountered some pretty funny reference stuff. There's some AI plot threads that pull on some very, let's say, tropey uh, <laughs> and well-worn territory, but it still kind of made me smile a little bit. Um, cool. uh, they even kind of do the talking gun thing from Borderlands at one point. Oh, right. Was that, was that a Borderlands thing? I can't remember. With, <laughs> yes. Or, or like many games. Other games. Yeah, <laughs> you, find, you find a talking gun. Um <laughs> That's kind of funny. Uh, I think I'd, I think I'd want them to do a little more of the light-hearted stuff because it, it exists and and it's there, but it's, it, there's not a lot of it. And I think I think it the whole game could do with a little levity. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, it's very self-serious, isn't it? Yeah. And there's definitely some of the longer side mission stuff that really didn't land. Um, but it is, as I say, it's holding my interest. There's, there's, there's something appealing to it. I do like just looking at the city at times, sometimes hmm. of the day, right? Like it's, I've said in the past that the whole game does have a funny look, and yeah, I, I still stand hmm. by that. It does still have a funny look, yeah. like maybe a bit overly plasticine in a way, um, and perhaps a little too much temporal anti-aliasing, causing like a little like weird flickers and artifacts at times, but. Um, uh, but it, it, there are, you know, like uh, there's, there's a scene I think that played out at the end of one of the side missions where you're just looking over a bit in the in the, of the river and the, across the city at 4 a.m. in the morning, and the and the lights really nice, and it's just like, yeah, okay, there's hmm. there is a style to this game that I can get behind at times, and it's it's really neat, and I kind of like all the Asian influences. Hmm. There's quite a lot of that, you know. There's like there is a Chinatown and there's a Japan town in Night cool. City, and it's like when you're in those areas, it's like. Um, uh, yeah, some of the, some of the architecture is real nice, and some of the areas are just just pleasant to be in. There's a Shinto temple I came across the other day, and it's like cool. you can you can have a wander around, and it's like this is really nice. Um, so yeah, there's I, I think I'm I think I'm coming out of it being more positive than I ex- much more positive kind of than expected. I expected to yeah. going into it. Um, yeah, because it was always going to have a lot of good like I don't know there's a lot of artists worked on it, you know, and wanted to make it good. Yeah. And I think, I I think the art is the game's strongest point. Like like some of it definitely rubs me the wrong way. Like I don't like their advertising Mm. and their, but that's because that's going for that, like, their tone. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's a little excessive. Like, Oh, it'll be about, about having a drink that's being pressed in between someone's boobies or a film where there's an ass being shoved in someone's guy, some guy's face, or this food is so good. It will make your head explode. So here's a visceral head explosion graphic. You know, it's all a bit, it's all a bit much. Um, and there's not actually enough of that. Like in a weird, there's not enough adverts in the game. So you start seeing them a lot, repeating, um, a little too much. Um, um, but then there's, there's the occasional smart touch where you see like an advert for a thing you were actually involved with at one point, and you're like, "Oh right, that's what that was." Right? Okay, got. got. <laughs> and then they get, you do get a little bit of context through it sometimes. Um, mm. Yeah, I think the art is probably the, the game's strongest point. Like it's it it it's kind of naff, 
but like intentionally well done naffness. <laughs> like that sort of like I, I sort of have been, been thinking it's like actually you know what you remember what Back to the Future looked Back to the Future's future kind of looked like. Mm. There's a bit of that going on in places, and it's like yeah, all right, I see it. It make it sort of makes sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, all that said, I think I'm I think I am starting to grow a bit tired now. Um, because it is just massive. Um, and it is still glitchy at times, and the stealth occasionally doesn't work as I would expect it to. You know, I've run, I've still run into problems where I'm stealthing around an area, and uh, I'll be behind a a wall which anyone under in under normal circumstances would just vaguely glance at and see me there, especially with my bright blue hair and light up collar <laughs> on the jacket that I'm wearing. It's like you're looking right at me. You should see me, and that guy totally won't spot you. You'll do the same thing in a, on, on the same sort of wall um, later on, and someone the, the guy will totally spot you, and it'll be like, "I'm missing a consistency here that that sucks," and it's um, uh, like so. So it's a little hard to play stealthy because I've actually ended up playing most of this game stealthily. Like a lot of the oh, really? missions seem to be, um, like pointing you in that direction, get in, get out without being seen. Seems to be quite a common request for the gigs right. um so i have been trying to do that and the like, as it turns out the ninjutsu skill that i gain for being silent and stuff like that levels up quite quickly um so like yeah I, I will actually i actually benefit from playing that way probably faster than i would play being hyper violent mm. um but also because i'd like i feel like I still feel like I'm missing something, though, in terms of the game's mechanics. I feel like I'm playing it incredibly simply. Like, I'm either just getting up behind guys and pressing the button to take them down and then moving the corpse somewhere interesting, or I'm shooting them with guns. It's like, I'm not doing a huge amount else. It's like I'm occasionally using my hacking to turn off cameras. Um, I'm not really using my hacking for anything else. Like, there's been the odd occasion where I've done that thing they showed in some of the demos where you detonate a grenade. Like, you can hack their grenades and then, and then so they just explode and a group of them is dealt with then in one go. And it's like, that's convenient. Um, but I don't think I'm necessarily using all the hacking tools available to me. You can unlock right. throwing knives and I haven't figured out how to throw a knife. And it's like, nothing very good with those in any game. No. I just don't understand how that system works. It's like I've got it, but I don't know how to use it. Um, it's like I've got the mantis blades, which are like blades that come out of your arms, and then you can slice people up with it. So in theory, I've got an extra melee weapon um, instead of my fists. Um, you forget you have those, yeah. Well, they just don't seem that effective now. It's like like actually just switching to the katana, uh, like having a katana seems like a better option. Mm. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm... I constantly feel like I'm missing something about how this game handles, but, but maybe I'm not, right? Like, mm, maybe yeah, everything exactly. is actually maybe that just... that is how it is. Maybe it yeah. looks complicated, but really isn't. Yeah, I think that's a strong possibility from the time that you put into it. Mm. It's just, if those systems do exist, if those more complicated systems do exist, then the game has done not a good enough job at telling me how they work. No, um, it hasn't telegraphed it, yeah. Yeah. But you still have a, a good enough time yeah. playing, even with the systems that you have got used to. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all right. Um, mm. Yeah, I, my my biggest gripe is the stealth stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, I wish mm. I 
like as my, my usual gripe, I guess, with any, sure, sure, sure. anything, it's like, I just wish those mechanics were a little more consistent. Mm. Um, you can get yourself into trouble far too easily without it feeling like your fault. Um, like that's hard enough in a game that isn't janky. Like, no, uh, no, 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 no. There, there's definitely, I mean, yeah, it, 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 it definitely doesn't feel so bad where it's like, uh, I've definitely walked into trouble and been like, ah, crap. Yeah, no, you're right. I totally didn't spot that camera. That was my bad. Sure. But I'll still go back and reload those ones and be like, okay, no, let's try that again. Now we know where that camera is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then this is, just this go is loud supposed, and... uh, whereas other times, like, like I'll usually do that on the missions where it's like, it's encouraging being stealthy and I'll be like, ah, oh, God damn it. Um, uh, but like on, on the missions where it's, where it doesn't seem to care. Um, right. Yeah. I'll just it, what like, fine. It's, got, it... it's gone bad. Let's make, let's try and deal with this. Sometimes it yeah. goes bad in a, in a, in an area where actually everyone's over leveled compared to you. And it's like, Oh, mm. that's bad. That's, that's real bad. Cause you're not going to win that fight most of the time. Um, so you basically have to be stealth to get through. Yeah. It, like, that's, that's, that's frustrating when, when, when that happens. Mm. Um, uh, and I think sometimes it doesn't quite, I, there, I think there are certain missions where it's not possible to do what the game is asking you to do. Um, but in subtle ways. So there's these, there's this recurring side quest called cyber psychos. Mm. Um, so these are people that have basically lost their mind for some reason due to their implants and um have gone a bit murdery uh so you go and try and deal with them for someone and um but that but that someone wants you to not kill them where possible so they can oh, okay. so they can learn about them and try and um uh you know in some cases help them or at the very least learn about cyberpsychosis yeah. uh and so the problem with that system seems to be that I go out of my way sometimes to deal with them with a non-lethal weapon so I'm always carrying of course which apparently is a baseball bat um, uh, okay, <laughs> so the baseball bat is marked as non-lethal in the inventory, I guess, because it's blunt trauma as opposed to being a blade. Um, I guess, yeah, still pretty violent. <laughs> yeah, so I've gone out of my way to try and finish people off using um, using the using a non-lethal weapon, uh, and then the the thing that happens afterwards is like, oh, you oh message message Regina so you can tell her what about what happened to this person, and, you'll, and then it'll be like the message you send will be like, yeah, I killed the guy. And it's like, no, I didn't. No, I tried I really hard not didn't. to. Yeah. Um, I used, I used non-lethal weaponry. Like, what are you talking about? And there'll be other times where I just totally went out guns blazing and that, like, cause it was a hard fight and just like, yeah, I shotgunned that guy many times in the face. And he's like, yeah, he's all right. And I'm like, okay, clear, oh, clearly, weirder. Yeah, clearly way the way around. I do this is not important. It's just like, these have been written in a strange way. To okay. be like, like, just that's, do them, and it's like, it, like, and that's really, I find that really annoying. Yeah, that is really weird. Yeah, because it's trying to push you to play in a certain way, like by asking you things, and then it actually doesn't matter. Yeah, it's really t- jarring, takes you out of it. Yeah, and the idiot in me keeps trying to do it properly, even though you know, even though I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then, because otherwise, you're like willfully breaking uh, disbelief, aren't you? Yeah, uh, or suspension of disbelief. You're like, well. I know this is just a game, and then it's not so fun to play, is it? Yeah, I don't know. And I did finally encounter a hard crash. I should point that out. Like, like, it, mm-hmm. like, like, I don't think it's happened to me yet, but like, I've had it not quick resume, which you know, some games just do that from time to time on Xbox. Sure. Um, but um, yeah, no, I actually I just had a fairly. I was just driving around, 
just hard crashed out immediately just went snap gone right. and it's like that's the first okay. time that's happened it's like for all for all the technical problems people have raised about cyberpunk over the years crashing doesn't seem to be that high up it's up the list which is mm. which is something i guess but no i, I got one finally do you lose any progress there? no no i really didn't um it was like it was like a minute away from where i was fortunately mm-hmm so yeah, Cyberpunk. That's what I've been spending mm. most of my time on. Um, but I, I do, I, as I said, I was getting a little tired, so I needed a little breather uh, between that and the Rocket Leaguing. Um, so there's, uh, I've started Trek to Yomi. Oh, okay. Uh, for those that don't know it, it's the Kurosawa-inspired uh, samurai hack and slash. Um, ah. So it's it's presented entirely in black and white and with film grain up the ass. You know, it's. <laughs> Uh, and high co- it's so yeah it's it's a blend um it's unreal engine and it's um so it's it's presented it's got a 3d filmic presentation um mm-hmm. but when you're actually fighting everything's happening in a 2d plane um so yeah all the fights are done side on mostly side on sometimes with a funky camera angle but it's all happening in on a plane still but when you're not in combat um there are certain areas the non-combat areas can be th- explored in 3d so you're moving in, finding secret rooms, finding um, ammo for your bow, or, or extra, uh, what are they called? Like ninja, not ninja stars, but like the little sort of, what are they called? Shuriken, that's what I'm looking shuriken. for, bow yeah. shuriken. Um, uh, yeah, you're finding more of those lying, lying around, or you're finding like a bit uh, things to increase your health or your stamina meter. Because um, the combat system go tries to go deep. Um, so it's like, you know, taking a swing takes out of your stamina meter and, uh, blocking attacks takes away from your, your stamina meter. And there's a, there's a parry system you can use to, uh, to try and try and do that without losing too much stamina and, uh, roll around. And there's, there's, it's trying to like train you to like perhaps back off and regain some stamina. A little bit dark soulsy, I guess. One of these sorts of systems. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and it's mostly successful at that. I've only ever tired myself out once, and that's a really bad place to be because you've got to wait for your entire bar to come back, and you're super vulnerable. And I think you mm. can. I think there's a way of getting out of tired state quicker. Um, can't remember that what that is off the top of my head. Maybe you have to parry something perfectly, um, and then you come out of tired state faster. But it's um, yeah, so I haven't found it that difficult in terms of just mashing my way into combat and, like, and then getting too tired, so that's okay. My biggest problem has been mastering the timing. Um, All right, yeah. Which, obviously, I guess, you do, you, as that's you might core, expect, right? yeah. is kind of a core part of samurai combat. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but there's been times where it's felt off, um, and it's weird because it seems to like only affect certain segments. There's definitely certain sections where, for some reason, like the the, the dudes I've been fighting, it's I haven't been able to parry for some reason. Like mm. try as I might, I can't parry them out. Um, and then I'll go on to the next, uh, like I'll scrape by on that screen, and then I'll go to the next one, and I'm parrying every attack. It's like it's weird. Something something occasionally feels off on the parry timing. Um, and I haven't quite figured out what it is. Um, I had a, like at, fir- at first, I know what I, I figured out what I was doing wrong at first because it's like yeah. it tries to 
uh, this is me misreading it at one point where it's like uh, left bumper, I think, is normally your block button. But I thought it was mm-hmm. just about timing when you block and that would do the parry. It's like, no, no, you've got to explicitly tap it to to put yourself into a parry. And not, not hold it. Not a right. hold. Because if you were to try and do that and hold, you'll go into block stance, but you'll go into block stance too late. So you're still going to get hit. Um, yeah. So if you're, if you're going for the parry, you're effectively committing to doing it because you're tapping the button late. And too late right. to then just tap and hold and get away of a block with a block. Um, oh, I see. Okay. Uh, so that's what I was doing wrong for a while. Um, but once I realised that, it's like okay, okay, that's that, that stuff got easier. But there's still that there's there's one area in particular that really sort of that really wound me up for a bit, where it's just like, why isn't this working? Um, in the same way that it seems to work everywhere else. Um, so yeah, it's not a particularly happy story. It being Kurosawa, I guess that's to be expected. Um, and it's taken, I'm about halfway through, and it's taken a bit of a turn in the fourth act. Um, I think there's seven parts to it, um, and I'm in the fourth. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, gone in a bit of a direction. Um, to put some context on that, I think Yomi is effectively what they describe the grave as. Oh, okay. That's dark. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's there's not a lot of happiness in the first three acts of the game either. So yeah, it's a bit bleak. Um, mm. no, no one walked out of the room at one point com- complaining there were too many wailing women. Uh, mm. And it's like, well, yeah, that's probably true. All of their family's been murdered. So, you know, <laughs> they're probably quite upset. Um, yeah. But um, I love the look. I think it nails that um, that old film aesthetic incredibly well. Nice. Um, it's um, it's clear that they 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 haven't been able. And we saw this in the trailers and stuff like that. It's clear that they haven't mm-hmm. been able to face act everything well, so they don't show too much face acting, which is um, mm-hmm. the the right choice. Or when there's dialogue, it's like it's taking place from the game's perspective, so it's all zoomed out anyway. That's fine, good choice. Um, but when when you get to see like the environments and stuff, there's like because they're only doing it in black and white and. Things like that, they 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 do really look great. Um, the aesthetics, nice. Um, the one thing I think I wish they did was perhaps cap the frame rate because it's there were portions in the game where it seems to run at sixty and then dips below into awkward territory on even on a Series X. So like performance is clearly not this game's strong point. But because yeah. of the aesthetic they go for, I think if they had capped it at thirty and left it there the entire time. That wouldn't be, that wouldn't be a bad thing. That wouldn't have. Oh, really? You think they should have done that? Okay. I think they absolutely should have done that. Yeah, because it's it's just mm. too wobbly. Is the problem? Like, there's there's certain areas where, as I say, you, like you'll walk into it, it will look, especially towards the start of the game, things will look very smooth as you're moving around and be running at sixty. Sure. But that doesn't last. Um, right. Uh, so it, so like instead of leaving it uncapped and floaty, I think they should have just just Capped locked it, yeah. it at thirty. Go go all in on that filmic look. Yeah. Um, sure. I mean, it's a little surprising that it doesn't reach that target on a Series X, right? It's not... Yeah, sure. It's, not optimized, yeah. Yeah, there's there's something a bit off there. Um, but hey, yeah, if, if I wouldn't have minded, honestly, in this instance. If it had ran at 30 the entire time, I really wouldn't have minded. It's... it's it's The aesthetic is king here. <laughs> mm, yeah. Could have been an option, at least, yeah. Yeah. To lock the frame rate. So Trek to Yomi. Yeah, I'm I'm, Yomi, I'm liking yeah. it. I'm liking it. Sweet. Uh, available now on Game Pass. Go nuts. 
And that's nice. Me. Cool. Just about on time as well, I think. Just about. Yeah, just about. Um, and we'll have plenty more news next time, sounds like, from the Xbox thing that's going on right now. We'll discuss all of that next time. And other other some of Games Fest things in between. Is there any more? Uh, PC Game Show hasn't happened yet. PC um, Game Show? Okay, that'd be good. Uh, we've already had the future show. Um, Squeenix normally do a thing. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably see that. Uh, obviously, Bethesda is getting roped into the Xbox show this time. So, uh, mm-hmm. and and we're obviously expecting Nintendo to come up with something. Yeah, but, when is Nintendo going to pop up? But, they're, but yeah, they're staying quiet at the moment. Mm-hmm. Right. So tune in next time for discussion of that. I'm just realizing I might not be around next time because there will be a Glastonbury Festival. <gasps> uh, but uh, yes, oh, no. might, might have the news from, from Rob and Zach instead, but we shall see. Cool. Guest perspective uh, incoming. <laughs> indeed, you may have a guest perspective. Uh, but we also have a YouTube channel, uh, so check out our videos there. We've got a continuing series of Ocarina of Time, uh, so check out those Let's Plays. Um, we're getting near the end now. Um, and yeah, uh, we some form of us will be back in a couple of weeks with another Salacast. Bye.